This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 71 of the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. I'm Bob Conning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, this week, we've got the new ladder match. In terms of stipulation matches that TNA has decided to just absolutely destroy. Because we have another Clockwork Orange House of Fun match tonight. It's a six-man tag. Eric Watts, Raven, and Sandman against Legend and the Red Shirt Security, plus much, much more including a tag team title match between Swinger and Diamond defending against Three Life Crew. And we can't forget about the Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational Final Three-Way God does. I'm pumped. I'm sure you are pumped. I'm sure your girlfriend's pumped who is delivering you some delicious-looking, looks like waffles and syrup. Yes, it is. For this week's episode of the November 19th, 2003 weekly pay-per-view, I am now just stalling until he unmutes himself so he can uh, share his thoughts for uh, heading into this week's episode. Bob, if you thought I was excited about these waffles I just got delivered, then that does not even compare to the excitement I have for this week's show. Breakfast for dinner, I love it. You can't go wrong. But enough about my dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Clockwork Orange House of Fun has happened about, I would say, five more times than I thought it was going to in 2003. Because I thought it was going to, you know, do, I don't, I've don't. i actually lost count of how many we've had. Like, it's been a lot. Right. We've definitely had a handful, at least. Um, but I think most importantly, what I'm looking forward to is that Michael Shane triple chance invitational three-way match, which is the finals of that. So that I am looking forward to. Um, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to anything. Well, I am trying to, <laughs> trying to find a positive outlook, Bob, because <laughs> after last week's episode, I think we need it. And I say that because... The total package was here last week, and um, I gave my first thumbs down in a long time. You know, yeah, it was because it was it was a boring show, uh, which is really disappointing. And and package was just as exciting as you guys would expect to see in two thousand three. And I made the reference on the on last week's episode. Like, do you think we'll see him again? I don't know if I really believe that he I we would or not, but I had to, of course find out after if he ever comes back and in fact Lex Luger only has five more matches after that match in TNA and that's in his it. career in his career they're done uh and none of them are super exciting the, but the last one ends in August 26 2006 so Interesting. They're pretty spread out. He wrestles twice in 2004, once in 2005, and twice in 2006, and he's done. He must the not court, have needed money. I 
don't think he did. And that is, of course, according to Cage Match, by the way, which sometimes forgets things, but I would have to guess that Lex Luger's page is probably pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. Uh, of course, the uh, the tag match you're referencing with Jarrett and Luger against Sting and Styles, you had mentioned was originally supposed to be Abyss teaming with Jarrett. Yeah, we did talk about that last week as well, which is... Which I much rather, much rather would have preferred. But I actually have something I want to mention to you okay that i was thinking about and you know how this whole you know um why jeff why type of thing with uh jarrett laying down for hogan at bash at the beach mm-hmm. which has been like a major storyline here in tna and now sting's involved to some extent here but i've been wondering and it just it popped in my head the like a couple days ago i'm like wait a minute Sting did the same fucking thing at Halloween Havoc 1999. Ooh. He laid down for Hulk Hogan. Well, Bob. Or no, I'm sorry. Hogan laid down for Sting. Hogan laid down for Sting. So why Hogan? Why? Why Hogan? Really, why? Oh, but you could really, also be like, why Sting? Why? Why did Hogan lay down for you? I mean, that's a really fair point. Because later but, on, Sting fought Goldberg. For the world but, but that's not the controversial thing, dude. That's not bash at the beach with Vince Russo in his shoot promo. And the yeah, reason that Russo, Hogan left. Halloween Havoc 99 is Russo's first, I believe his first like event. Or like the week before. Well, what do they say? So how come they're not, how, the come, how come there's no controversy with Hogan being like, hey, why did you lay down for Sting? Um, I don't know, man. That is a good point. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't know. I Maybe we should tag Sting and ask him. I need answers. I need to know why it's okay for Hogan to lay down for Sting, but it's not okay for Jared to lay down for uh, Hogan. Yeah, I'd like to know as well. I'd like to let you know these. These that waffles are really good, by the way. I, I can tell you're literally stuffing your face. You look like uh, that SpongeBob episode where they put like 50, 50 fucking nuts in their cheekbone. <laughs> Listen, I just had to get one bite in. Yeah. I got a, so we got a lot to talk about today. No, not really. I'm just exaggerating because I talk <laughs> a lot on this show. But um, let's quickly run down the card from last week and then we'll get into some news and notes. And we can have more fun discussion of. Hulk Hogan and stuff. Actually, just kidding. I don't have any notes about Hulk Hogan. But is that is that whole fiasco over with? You think or what? I think I think we're done. I don't expect to hear anything else until we get very close to the rumored February dates, which, as if, I believe, it was last week's notes already got pushed back. So to late February. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, so last week on. Uh, November 12th, 2003. It was pay-per-view 70. Uh, these were the following matches. We're doing a quick rundown here. Three Life Crew defeated America's Most Wanted, David Young and Glenn Gilberti, ECMO and Sonny Siaki, and The Gathering in that number one contender battle royal. So now Three Life Crew are the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Christopher Daniels defeated Loki in a, unfortunately, kind of boring Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational match. Uh, Sanjay Dutt replaced Chris Sabin to defeat Chad Collier 
in the Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational match. Uh, and so both of them will be in that main event, or not in the main event, in the finals with X on the show we're about to watch. Abyss defeated Don Harris. You can just think about how exciting that match was because Don Harris. Then the Red Shirt Security defeated Raven and his mystery partner, Sandman. Uh, and then, of course, the main event, which we've discussed, where AJ Styles and Sting defeated Jeff Jarrett and Lex Luger. And Styles actually got the pin on Lex Luger. That's right. Even though Sting hit him with a baseball bat a couple times, and you, uh, you know, but Styles got the pin. So, uh, needless to say, big win uh, under the belt of Styles. I don't think there's too many people who can say they beat Lex Luger, especially well, in. I think you'd be, I think you'd be surprised that a lot of people have beaten Lex Luger. I know he does seem like kind of the one who would <laughs> a lot of people actually would be. Yeah, but I would say you could say current, more current wrestlers. Not a lot of them have. Yeah, who, I get. I who, guess you're who, right. who wrestling today? And don't you dare say Sting has beaten Lex Luger. Like in 2021. Yeah, who's around today? Who's beaten Lex Luger? AJ Styles, baby. That's who. There's got to be someone else. I'm sure there is. I'm trying to think of someone. When I think Luger, I only think like big time names, and I feel like half of them aren't wrestling anymore. Oh, I got, I got one. Okay. Goldberg. I knew you were gonna say Goldberg. <laughs> I was waiting for it. What about uh our buddy Paul White? Has he has he beat Luger? I feel like he has to have, right? In WCW. Oh man! Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay, so there's a couple people that will will count, but those are still like the old people. AJ Styles, he's still kicking. He's still doing really good. He's not. I don't consider Styles like an. He's not an old WCW main event guy. So, no. But he had some great matches on Thunder. So technically, he was a WCW guy. So technically, we are still in the same realm of the Giant Goldberg. If you want to think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, let me, I'm just going to give you a, a, one quick note that leads into our poll, um, just because it kind of falls in line here. So the, the return of Lex Luger appeared to have been a flop in just about every way possible except one, and that's that the building in Nashville legitimately turned people away with a sellout of 1300 There's no word on paid versus paper, though. But... It was a dead crowd, a bad match, and the execution led to the exact opposite conclusion that was desired, which was AJ Styles going over Lex Luger to show that he's the real deal. So on that note, Bob, we gave it a thumbs down. What do you think the readers of The Observer thought? Uh, I'm going to say they also said a thumbs down. They did. 59% gave it a thumbs down. Only 10.3% gave it a thumbs up. And 30.8% gave it a thumbs in the middle. So overall, pretty poor. And it is said that the response to the show was terrible in volume as far as the show itself went, uh, which usually correlates to a low buy rate. Um, so what do you think was voted the best match on the show? Uh, I'm going to say they went with uh, Daniels against Loki. They did. Every person who responded said that was the best match. 
a whopping 39 people. Uh, (laughs) Now, what about the worst match? A little harder to pick. Uh, I'm going to say they went with uh, Abyss against Don Harris. No, they didn't. Is it the tag match, Red Shirts against Raven Santa? Nope, that was second place. What the fuck? Um, so it's got to be the main event then. Yeah, it's the main event. Uh, he also lists that the response is barely half of the previous week, and that's on a show that included both Sting as well as the first U.S. match of Lex Luger since early 2001. Uh, I mean, who is really interested in Lex Luger returning to wrestling in 2003? I don't know. Not me. I mean, I can't imagine anybody. Right? I, I don't certainly know. wasn't. Um, now, this is an interesting note that I didn't really realize last week. But So last week we had the unfortunate news that Mike Lockwood, Mad Mikey, Crash Holly, whatever you want to call him, passed away. Right? Very mm-hmm. sad news. Well, there was no actual verbal mention of his death on the show, which they didn't say anything right when the show started. And if they weren't going to say it then, they weren't going to say it at all. Um, so, so there's no mention on the, on the pay-per-view. Uh, but there should have been, but it was hardly ignored. Apparently, they did show a graphic honoring him at the start of the show, which I do believe was cut out of our feed. I did check again before we logged on. We did not see a graphic on ours. Hmm. Not that I saw when I they literally went right into a highlight package. Um, and several wrestlers in their own way made mention. They also, at the start of the show, did zoom into several signs from fans mentioning him. And there were actually a lot of signs confiscated, not about Crash Holly, but for being anti-establishment and stuff. They've been taking signs away. Uh, and several wrestlers did something, including Ekmo Fatu, who uh, knew him when both were in the WWE. He wore a t-shirt honoring him. Raven, who worked many matches with him in the WWE over the hardcore title, writing Crash on his uh, stomach. And CM Punk writing on his forearm tape. It was clear nothing sort sort being on the WWE show that was a directive against anything more than a black armband that nobody understood and that it, what it was except for those who already knew. So I think it's kind of interesting because it kind of ties back to what was said last week about this one. His death kind of seemed like it was not kept quiet, but not a lot of people unfortunately seemed to care in the wrestling world. Well, and I'm sure it has, I feel like any time, well, actually, that's not even true. I was going to say any time, like, a death is an overdose-related or something that maybe they try to shy away from it. But, I mean, Mr. Perfect had an over, you know, died of an overdose, and they definitely addressed it. Is this an instance where they feel like he's not big enough? I hate to say it, but I, I do almost kind of feel like that might be what's happening. And that's shitty. Oh yeah, but it shouldn't yeah, be like that. Because I just... know, I know. Later on, when uh, <clears throat> when like uh, Viscera, when Viscera dies, like they don't even acknowledge, they don't acknowledge it at all. Yeah, I do remember that being a thing. Well, I think another good uh, example of what could have been is I don't think WWE, for example, was going to mention anything about Brody Lee until fans were like, yo, they better fucking do something. 
Um, it, I don't think they were going to. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And then I would also think maybe the roster would be like, you guys need to fucking do this because he was clearly beloved. Yeah, by, exactly. Like everyone. So yeah. if if they were to have just ignored it, I don't think. Uh, I think just more than just fans would be upset. I do too. But just something that kind of came to mind of like, but Viscera is a good one. I do remember that like not being said. And I remember weird. there there was quite a bit of there was several people like upset by that. They were pissed. They're like, how do you not acknowledge Mabel? Well, that dude was around forever. Yeah, like but he came he back was... a bunch of times. And did a lot of like, a lot. He was highlighted a lot. It's not like he was just no one. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. The WWE. The they're just they're weird when it comes to like. Yeah. What they, they acknowledge and what they don't acknowledge. So. Yeah. Um. Let's run through some notes. Um. About last week's show, and then I might have a couple that aren't directly related to last week's show that we'll talk about, but we we have a bunch that we're going to talk about throughout the show today as well. Um, the crowd was dead all night, which was already mentioned, but he, he Dave reiterates how dead the crowd is a lot in this, um, which is true. They were fucking really, really dead last week. For 1,300 people, you wouldn't have known. Yeah. Uh, he said it was night and day difference uh, to Sting from the previous week. So he mentions that the storyline aspect was a disaster as well as the entire show was built around the idea of Jarrett and Luger saying that Styles wasn't in their league and not good enough. It actually could have made sense had it played out right. Even though they just told their loyal weekly audience that the biggest star the company has made since it started isn't a real star, and that the washed-up guys from the past were. It also told people that winning the NWA title and holding it for several months doesn't make you a star in wrestling. Still, it was the heel saying it, so if he proved himself, it would have worked. Now, the match died because Luger, who was 45 at the time, and now looking to be about 280 or 285, Dave says, wouldn't bump and couldn't move. Worse, if the idea was to prove the heels wrong, this match sure didn't do it. Styles sold most of the match to set up Sting. He got virtually no offense in on Luger at all, and he never got his own comeback. Then, for the finish, Luger had Styles in the rack, and Sting, right in front of the referee, and boy did it look bad, hit Luger three times in the gut with the baseball bat, and Styles got the three count in 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, which was one of those fake wins uh, where the, like the he says that the WCW vets used to do for Billy Kidman, where a veteran would say he'll put a guy over, knowing the tricks well enough to know that the public only saw it as a guy who won wasn't really even in his league and the winner gains nothing from it. And the loser is still perceived as the bigger star. So. Yeah. I mean, I think the last uh, several weeks here for AJ styles, and I think this is really kind of dates back to when he lost the belt to Jared. I think his booking has been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it has. He comes out and he'll cut these promos about like, oh, I'm the future of, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm the guy here. And then it seems like every time he has a match after he says that, he looks like a jobber. Like with his title match against Jarrett, he mm -hmm. looked like a goon. Yep. It was like, it felt like it was 80-20 Jarrett. And then in the tag match, he gets 
pretty much like a fluke win over Luger, which, like you were saying, makes, you know, doesn't really elevate him or anything. It's just like, oh, Luger is still the star, which is a weird statement to say, to say because I don't think Luger is necessarily a star by any means, but he's more recognizable in his styles is probably at this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think that they've definitely gone backwards with uh, with AJ. And I know, you know what, this might be by design because I feel like in your notes they've been saying, oh, he should probably go back to the X Division. Or like even, yes, on, exactly. e- even on the show, they're like, you should just go back to the X Division. Oh, yeah, so, they've said it on the show. Yeah. Yeah, like Jared's been like, you should just go back to the division you belong in. So – that all might be playing a part in this, where they're trying to just knock him down a little bit to then justify going back to the X Division. Which, you know, if four or five weeks ago, I would have said, absolutely not, don't do that. But the way that it's being handled, you might have to. You might have to. To yep, just I agree. keep him relevant. So, Yep, I totally agree with that. Now, on the note of bad crowd reactions, uh, it has caused a lot of talk about running weekly at the fairgrounds. When the idea of this promotion started, they were at first going to run tapings all over the Southeast. Uh, At the time, Dave says that it wouldn't work because they needed to run in an 800-seat building and that would, excuse me, and that they would paper to pack every week because it's almost impossible to get people to buy wrestling tickets these days. Then, after the first show in Huntsville died, they decided to run Nashville and paper the place at the 9,000-seat auditorium. It's just like yesterday, Bob, where we were watching them in the Nashville Auditorium. Yeah. Wasn't that for like a week? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> Huntsville's um, the first two, right? Technically. Yeah, and then I think at the Auditorium, didn't they tape? They, they taped two as well there, too, didn't they? Or did they just do two uh, weeks? Might be I right. can't remember. No, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I'd have to double check, but Because we, we knew, we could tell when they went to the fairgrounds. We were like, oh, shit, this is where it starts. Yeah, yeah. It's it definitely a few weeks. Very in. different, yeah. yeah. Um, after that, it wasn't long before they moved to the fairgrounds as a cost-cutting measure. It worked out well for a while, but they've got to get out of there. What was amazing is how many people internally, after the show this past week, all came to the same conclusion, including Dutch Mantel, making the suggestion. At the same time, the cost will rise, and they know how to set this building up. It isn't likely they're going to be able to sell tickets in another city, and at least they know Nashville well enough to paper it. Now, another idea that has been bat- batted around has been to find a new location in Nashville, but in a better part of town, with the feeling that a lot of people won't go to the fairgrounds. Dixie Carter has even brought up the idea of building a small arena if a building can't be found. Doing that would make a lot of people breathe easier about it being a long-term commitment. Now, the other thing that I think this is pretty interesting. This is the best part of this note for me. Uh, another thing is now the regulars dislike the idea of Jeremy Borash and the others who cheerlead the taking of signs. They all know Jeff is in charge and pushing himself and are just too familiar with everyone. It's becoming like center stage in Atlanta became. Uh, I never even thought of that comparison, but yeah, that's funny because if you watch... The center stage Saturday nights, you definitely see production people being like, boo, boo this guy, and yeah, and like the fans changing on a dime. Um, but I think this is different because 
I think that what Borash does is only really effective for like the 40 people immediately close to him. While meanwhile, there's other sections of the crowd that are like, we're going to voice our own opinion, like the heel sections and yeah, whatever else. So I get the comparison of it. Um, yeah, I've I mean, never, and I've never been a fan of like confiscating signs you know, trying to control that environment. I don't I don't think that's good for your crowd energy. I think unless the sign is like offensive. Yeah. Well or like lewd. Like to the point where like it shouldn't be shown on a fucking TV screen. Like then I I I don't get it. Like if you're just like oh Jeff Jarrett sucks and they're like, no. We're gonna take that. Yeah, I mean I I, I could see them being like, you know, if a fan was uh, had a sign that said "Stink sucks," and they'd be like, "Well, he's a baby face, so we're gonna take that." Like, I wouldn't do that. No, see, I don't like that. Right, but if it's something vulgar and like horrible, obviously you don't want that on your screen. Right. But just because fans aren't responding to your create, you know, your creative, I don't think you should censor that. Yeah, I almost got a sign confiscated at a um a raw I went to, and like I was like kind of couldn't believe that they were gonna take it. But they didn't end up keeping the sign. What was the sign? So, it just said Cena sucks. And they were really going to take that away? Oh, yeah. I had, like, security over, like, talking to me about it. And, like, everyone around me was like, what the heck? Really? Oh, yeah, they couldn't believe it. They didn't end up doing it, though. I don't think they liked that it said sucks. Wait a minute. Was this at a house show? No, dude. This is a TV. Oh, really? A TV? Okay. Yep. Wow. But like I got to year, keep it. What, what year was this? Oh, wow. Um, I'll just say 2015. I don't know. Okay. It's so, around that period. like. So PG era. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you had said like 2006 or something, I would have been like, what? That's insane. But no, no. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but silly shit. But whatever. Yeah. That's when it was like really cool to hate John Cena. So you know, it still is cool to hate John Cena. Yeah, you're damn right. Um, moving on. Uh, in the low key versus Daniels match, which Dave says was very good and would have been excellent in another setting, it didn't matter what they did. The people didn't care. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna pause real quick and say, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> it- at first, people thought that they all came to see Luger and Sting, but once they did the ring intros. They weren't into the match either. The only big pop was the hot tag for staying and the chance for Styles that Borish actually got going. And Don Watch tried to pick up on saying that is that in a match with Sting, they are, are chanting AJ. So Borish got people to chant for Styles. And then Don used that to be like, Sting's in here and they're chanting for AJ. But you know what? Good for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You, you try to control the narrative, I guess. I mean, like, oh, the fans are all about AJ. Well, yeah. When you have a guy at ringside that's like, the loudest fans can go backstage, which I know isn't quite yet. But <laughs> you might Give be us- a little influenced, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, They also continued the X Division burial as X, who is our buddy PCO, uh, it destroyed Daniels after he beat Loki and then also destroyed Sanjay 
after he beat Chad Collier, who, right. uh, by the way, Collier apparently brought up the name Dr. Chad Collier because he played a doctor in a cane vignette on Raw a few weeks back. And I believe that was mentioned before when Mike Tanay made a, a joke about him being a doctor. Wait, that was what he's going by was Dr. Chad Collier? It just says that he he brought up using the ring name. So, like, I don't think he actually did. I don't think he actually did. I don't but, think he did. But he, like, brought it up probably as a joke because he played the doctor in the cane vignette. Hmm. Which is kind of fun. Uh, and now we I know that know. on the show that we're about to watch on November 19th, we are getting to that three-way match. Um, and it is said, at least as of this writing, um, that Dutt is apparently is the original plan to be going over and challenge Michael Shane on the November 26th show. We'll see if that actually goes through and happens. I think it makes sense with the way they've been pushing Dutt, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, and it's also said that that show will likely be a death for buy rates because it's the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So unless there is something extra special on the horizon. I'm going to assume that next week's show, they're not going to go all out on. No, I don't think so. It wouldn't make any sense, especially when it's like you like, like you just said, it's the night it's the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Hart and Jeff Jarrett did an angle on November seventeenth on the John Boy and Billy radio show, and it was filmed and will likely air on TV. So we will potentially be seeing that tonight as well. And apparently TNA sponsors this show, and Don West plugs it on the pay per view every Wednesday uh, before the angle went down, though. So we won't be seeing this if anything. Hart talked about wanting to do a pay-per-view from Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which is an idea he proposed to management, both for PR, since a lot of soldiers and casualties from Iraq are there. Uh, And uh, apparently, uh, Jimmy Hart's son was currently in Iraq during this time. Jimmy Hart Jr., if you want to have that name. Uh, And also, just to give the show a different look and feel for a week. So he's trying to pitch the idea of just traveling for a show and kind of see how it goes. Huh. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, okay, so I'll save that one for the show. Uh, after the X Division Battle Royal on November 5th went long, so this was this was a few, couple weeks ago, we had that big Battle Royal. They apparently had a meeting last week on November 12th and told wrestlers that there would be a $50 fine for going long either in the ring or on interviews. Does that apply to everyone? I bet you if your name starts with a J and ends in a T, then it don't. Probably not. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that. For, yeah. for Jeff, for Jeff Jarrett specifically. Now, if it were to be like, you know, Glenn Gilberti or something, I'm sure they'd be like, here's your $50 fine. I think that's absolutely ridiculous, though. To find a guy 50 bucks. Which is like three quarters of what they're getting paid half the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost their entire salary they're getting from their TNA show. For their show, yeah. Could you imagine like a guy making 300 bucks and they're like, hey man, so you went you went uh, 15 seconds over your match time, so we got to take yeah, 50 bucks. Yeah. And yeah, your, ho- your hotel room is 125 bucks. So I guess you can maybe get like a pizza pizza tonight and, uh, there you go. and, and survive. That'd be great. 
Um, they seem to be teasing a three life crew versus America's Most Wanted babyface tag team feud. Oh, great. Which is super fun. Um, because uh, they, of course, did that gauntlet situation uh, and it ended with killings and James Storm. And, and later on in a three life crew interview, AMW came out to challenge. So we are definitely heading in that direction. Uh, Father James Mitchell was shown in a clip vowing revenge on Raven. So he'll be back fairly soon. That's just a note saying he'll be back. Will he continue to fight Raven? I hope not. I think we kind of finished that, but we'll find out. Um, no, nah, he'll be back. And he'll be fighting Raven again. Yeah. Um, and I got two more things, and one of them is the Rash Report. And uh, this note here, uh, this is this is for our fans as well as what's going on here in TNA. And that is, since both the December 24th and December 31st show falls on Wednesdays, there will be they will be airing highlight pay-per-views both nights and taking a break from live events. And as normal, what are we gonna do when they're on break, Bob? We are going to finish. We're we're gonna skip them too. We're gonna skip them too, and definitely not watch a WWA, nope. and definitely not do a recap show of 2003. So stay tuned for those. Not happening. See you in uh, three weeks. Uh, and finally, I got the rash report, and then we'll touch on explosion briefly and get into the show. So the rash report, news and notes. He claimed last week it was all about AJ Styles. Uh, he, <laughs> he also said on explosion this week that Don Callis handed Legend a red shirt. So apparently he's been fired as a wrestler to work as security. What? That's Alvarez's two cents, but Don Kells handed Legend a red shirt. Remember, he's teaming with the red shirt security. Right. So, so it's almost as if red shirt oh, security. Oh, wait, so, so him being fired as a wrestler is a, is a joke. That's Alvarez being, being a joke, yeah. Okay. I didn't know maybe if that was like Don Kells being like, hey, man, you suck. No, no. As a wrestler, but we'll make you a security guy who still wrestles. Yeah, who still wrestles. <laughs> Um, he talked about putting together a video package from Mike Lockwood. Quote, it was the first time I ever had to edit one of those for a, the passing of a friend. Glenn Gilberti came and sat down next to me at my computer while I was putting it together. We both just kind of sat there in silence. You know things get heavy when Glenn Gilberti sits anywhere in silence. I didn't expect what? that making... That, was that for Explosion that he had the video package? You know, that's actually a good point. I don't know. I'm wondering if that's why we didn't see it. Was it on Explosion? I don't know. Well, because, you know, to be and this is going to sound kind of ridiculous, but I feel like he was more on Explosion than he was on the weekly pay-per-views. That is a good point. But he was on a couple of times for, for us on the weekly pay-per-views, but he's definitely had, I think, more appearances on Explosion. No, I think you might be right. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't have been formally uh, mentioned. I agree. Um, he says he didn't expect that making a video memorial was going to be hard, but I think it ended up being therapeutic in a strange way. Later, he wrote, he had a very kind heart and wasn't afraid to let you know how much he appreciated your friendship. While we are saddened by the loss, he is in a better place now. Uh, he said that they were set to announce. But go ahead, do you have something to say about that? This next I just I've I've never liked that type of comment. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one, right? He's a better place, you know. He's probably better off dead than he is alive. 
like I under, I get it. Like you know, if someone doesn't have a quality of life, if you say that about someone that doesn't have a quality of life, I I think I understand that. Apparently, I would assume in Crash's situation, it was like mental, which would lead to the you know because the whole divorce and everything like that. If he had gotten the maybe the proper help, he could mm-hmm. have overcame that or controlled it better. So I don't think he's in a better place because he he overdosed and choked on his vomit. Wow. I don't think that I don't I don't think that's. I've I've never liked that type of well. Comment. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I'll, I'm telling you right now, Dallas. If I were to choke on the macaroni and cheese that I just ate and died, I wouldn't be in a better place than I am right now. Well, no, because it wasn't pizza. Right. If it was a bacon and pineapple pizza, that's a, then you might yeah, as well like, go to heaven anyway. I yeah. I mean, I was already there. Exactly. Um, And the last note uh, that he says is that they were set to announce a soon, quote, pay-per-view-like high-speed online service that would allow anyone in the world to view any TNA show at any time. So Impact Plus? Yeah, but in 2003, just think about how good it works now and think about how good it probably worked in 2003. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that it doesn't work good now. So it definitely didn't work good. No, yeah. it, was, it was probably a complete train wreck. Yeah. In 2003. Um, okay, let me let me go through Explosion quick here. Could um, you imagine trying to do that with, like, dial-up internet? No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Making all the noise, trying to watch I've, a TNA I've been show. I'm trying to watch this two-hour TNA <laughs> show on my dial-up, but I've been sitting here for seven and a half hours, and I'm only 25 minutes in. What the hell? <laughs> It's going frame by frame. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, TNA Explosion number 57, according to Cage Match, took place on the same day as the show we're about to watch, November 19, 2003, and it aired on November 22, 2003, and it featured the following three matches. David Young and Glenn Gilberti defeated Mikey Tenderfoot and Z-Bar. Z-Bar from C... ZW fame, interesting. Wow, look at that. I don't know if who's Mikey Tenderfoot. Do we know? Nope, I don't know his name. Okay, then we had Shane Douglas defeating Hot Stuff Hernandez. Okay, you know him. And then Michael Shane defended his X Division title against Fast Eddie. Really? Yes, he did. Isn't Fast Eddie the blind wrestler? I do not have an answer for you about that, but he does wrestle often in Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's definitely he, who that is. He did. Wrestling in Ring of Honor. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Fast Eddie was legally blind. Well, that's pretty impressive then. Not if he watches wrestling. Okay. Uh, and then there's a couple other matches that took place as well, according to Meltzer. Actually, three matches, which is kind of crazy oh. here. Uh, and that show. What is this, like dark taping? Right. Pretty much. Uh, Black oh, Pearl point. defeated Nate Webb. I don't know who, who the Black, hell is Black Pearl, Pearl is. Pearl? I have no idea. Uh, Don Harris defeated Shadow. Who the hell is Shadow? I don't know. And then uh, I believe this one took place before the show as well. Because let me just triple check here. Yeah, it does not open their show. So yeah, it was 
the America's Most Wanted defeating the Naturals. Again. Again. That was a dark match. Yes, it was. <laughs> but, Bob, that's all I got. We got plenty to talk about during the show, but I think it's time to get going, and then we can talk about some more as we kind of go through the show. All right, that works for me. Uh, all right, let's get into it. It's the November 19th, 2003 weekly pay-per-view here for NWTNA. If you want to watch along, head over to Impact Plus. If it works for you, it doesn't for us. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We're not bitter. Uh, or maybe if you have your own personal collection, hey, that works too. I'm going to count down from five, and when I say play, hit that play button. Or for the next you know, hour and 54 minutes, you can just listen to us react to this show. So here we go. Five, four. Three, two, one, play. What is this, Mori Povich? Look at the last week sign. Yeah, what is up with that? So we're starting off with Jeff Jarrett talking That's about. That's a where... great reference. That's exactly what, <laughs> like during the break. Like, That's yeah, what dude. Like, yeah. You are not the father. And it pops up <laughs> at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Shocking news. <laughs> I love highlight package. Just open the show, man. It's my favorite, especially when it's five and a half minutes long. Raven still insisting that it's his destiny to be the NWA world champion. He will not stop, even if he gets a microphone punched into his forehead repeatedly by Kevin Northcutt. Dude, used for a microphone. I still don't get it, man. It's padding. I understand there's metal underneath, but you're pretty much getting hit by a pad. We didn't help him because he didn't want us to help him. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm, don't worry. No hard feelings if he picks me over you, Julio, because he's got to pick a partner tonight. And then I, I'm hoping they're going to show it. I love remember, how... Oh, they will. I love how they did that while he's, like, <laughs> unconscious on the ground. Getting checked down by official. They're arguing over who's going to be partners with him. What is with this music for Lex Luger? This isn't like Halloween. I don't know, man. I'm pretty spooked. Well, you know what? Maybe it is like the movie Halloween because, to be honest with you, Lex Luger is a killer just like Jason. Oh, my God. First off, Halloween is Michael Myers, not Jason. Michael Myers, whatever. Same thing. Actually, you just reminded me, though. I did skip a note about Luger that I um, I don't know how I passed over it. Um, and it's that Mike Tanay actually did mention it being the first match of Luger's since the death of Elizabeth. It had been a very controversial topic before the show as to whether or not to mention it. Uh, but it felt it had to be because not doing so would be running away from the obvious. Yeah, see, you know what? Maybe maybe it's an example of where like you, you don't need to mention it. Or like maybe you shouldn't have booked them. I mean Wait, look, this is Luger, probably from Explosion. You embarrassed the total package from first match back. And it's things like package, Lexter, Lex, listen to the stinger, man. I don't have my soul patch yet, but just give me a few years oh and I will have a soul patch and I will come back to TNA as Steve Borden. And then Scott Steiner will put me in the Steiner recliner, and I will feud with Jeff Jarrett again for about seven more years. That's right. Look at look at him zooming there in on Julio and Punk yeah. in the background as Raven is going to pick his partner. And then, of course, it was Sandman 
And you could see the disappointment on their faces as they stood in the shadows. I actually thought that was very well done and, like, funny, the way they did it. Yeah. Because it was, like, you could see the disappointment and, like, knew, thought they were going to be coming out. I liked that. Yeah. No, that was a nice, like, storytelling uh, piece there. I think they should probably fucking fine Eric Watts for going long in every interview. Because if he says more than, like, a sentence, it's too much. Well, he thinks he's, like, cooler than what he is, too. But he's the hip commissioner guy. Quote the raven. Nevermore. Dark, scary raven in the shadows. We're backstage. Look at this. Legend is, in fact, in his red shirt security. Hulk Hogan mentioned again with Don Callis with the red shirts. Abyss is sitting in the locker. Wait, here's Jarrett. It's almost like Jarrett's kind of replaced Russo in this, like, group of all the heels. I would think, wouldn't Don Callis be, like, the Russo? Uh, I mean, yes, realistic. Yeah, that would probably make more sense. I guess the le- the legend connection is what, what kind of gets me. I guess that's really the only connection. I'm overthinking it, but. Remember when Legend tried to kill uh, Jeff Jarrett, too? Oh, wow. Like, two and a half months ago. Now they're buds. So Styles versus Abyss is tonight, too. Jarrett tells Abyss to take him out tonight because he does not want to fight Styles in two weeks. Jimmy Hart Wait, he's here to... He's fighting Styles in two weeks? That's kind of what it sounded like to me. He just said, Hogan, I'm begging you to show up. Jimmy Hart apparently has an announcement on Hogan's condition. We're five minutes and nine seconds in. We're just getting our opening package. But at least we had a small interview there after the highlight one. Huh. Well, if he does fight him in two weeks, I don't think that makes sense. This is the old theme song. That's weird. They went back to the old theme song tonight. Oh, wait, there's the regular one. That was weird. Yeah, what was up with that? Maybe they a production mess up. Who the hell is that? Who is that? Kabong. That's fine. Uh, Bob, how many people do you think we have in attendance tonight? 9.50. Nope. 1.100. Yeah, dude, 1,100. Heavily papered, as always. Nailed it. Well, here comes the redshirt security and legend, who is part of the redshirt security now, it seems. I, got, I, I hate to say this. I really don't want to say this. But I feel like this is the beginning of Le- uh, Legends End in TNA. I just can't see that. This, to me, is like, we don't know what else to do with you, so we're going to put you with the red shirts. Um, you know what? I I think you're right. I think when you... When you um, repackage somebody... Um, in a less than good way. Yeah, but I mean, it's also got to be like, all right, when you repackage something, if if nothing's changed in like, I don't know, a month, three or four weeks, then it's probably kaputsies. So we'll see probably by the, I would say the end of the year 
if Legend mm-hmm. hasn't advanced anywhere, he's probably done. He's probably done. So I thought he started off good. I thought he had a very strong showing. I love that Sandman has a tattoo of his own fucking face on his arm. Is that even like real? Like a real tattoo? Though? I feel like I've never seen that before. I don't know if I did either, but that's really funny. I don't know. I don't. I don't generally look at Sandman's arms. I feel like they tend to be covered anyway by a shirt. Well, that's yeah. I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe he always has had it. I don't know. Here comes Raven's wicked long entrance. Eric Watts already came out wearing a fucking sweatshirt and jeans and a beanie. Like it's, like it's literally the foot of snow outside, and he wants to go skateboarding, and he's coming to fight in this Raven's Clive performance. That's a fun match instead. Who? Eric Watts. You think he's he'd rather skateboard? Well, the way he's dressed, the beanie. It was a joke. It was a fucking shitty joke, Bob. Here comes Raven. If you wear a beanie, you're a hacky sack player. Okay, he wants to play hacky sack outside the asylum with the Harris brothers. Yes, this is the brainchild of Raven. Raven's hair is black now. He's clearly dyed his hair black. Oh, absolutely. Wait. Oh. Where where is that? Is that a cooking sheet? No, Raven has a mailbox. Oh, it's a mailbox. Uh, where the hell is Sandman? Wait, look at Eric Watts. Yes, he's with. He's with uh. Is he with Northcutt? Uh. Nope, but it's Ryan Wilson. It's Wilson. Eric Watts also on his right leg of his jeans has DOA painted on them. Down, not even like a decal or anything. It's literally painted. He just tried tried to get the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, the weapons are really just a trash can, chairs, a wet floor sign, and a mailbox. Yeah, so since this is going to be a, a brawl, I have I have two notes I can share with you during this that are relating to people in the ring, or relating to relating people in the ring. Um, let me find the first one I was going to say. I lost it. Oh, and look at this. CM Punk and watching. And actually, that's great timing because... The final Raven versus CM Punk match in Ring of Honor will be on November 28th in Fairfield, Connecticut. Show billed as the Lottery from Hell, which Dave thinks is the new version of Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. So the final... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. The name of the show is that? It says show billed as the Lottery from Hell. Lottery from hell. Look at Raven. Put the plunger on Legend's face. Hopefully that wasn't a used plunger. Um, and now the funny part of this is that, so that's their final match in the Ring of Honor, but it's also noted that that is potentially leading to their first match in TNA at some point fairly soon. That's just weird. The Lottery from hell, because that's not, I feel like that's not how it's built, like ends up being built, because the show is called The Conclusion. <laughs> well, it was different at the time, at least for a little bit. Yeah, which would then, it would it was just a steel cage match between the two. Okay. And how was said cage match, Bob? Um, I actually haven't watched that in a long time, but I feel like it, it was very average. 
I feel like I remember. I feel like I've seen most of their Ring of Honor matches, but it's all a blur. I think their best match is, uh, or the one that I enjoyed the most at least was the uh, dog collar match. Dog collar. That's what I was gonna say. Northcutt Lane and punches to DOA Eric Watts. Um, and my other note I'm gonna share during this match is about Don Callis's column in the Winnipeg Sun over the weekend. Uh, started a ton of speculation about Rhino's future. Yeah, that's right. Rhino. I said it. Callis noted that he and Scott Demore, who helped train Rhino, now works on the TNA writing staff. Uh, Scott Demore is on the TNA. Um, They met up with Rhino last week, though. And it was just a social deal, as the three have known each other for years. But people took it to mean that he was going to jump to TNA when his contract expires in a few months. Hmm. Interesting. Rhino in 2004, potentially? There is potential. Yeah, and but it is noted here that Dave says that Rhino has a daughter who is one year old, and if you understand that, he's not leaving for TNA unless they Absolutely make him not. a substantial offer, which doesn't seem likely because they haven't tried... Uh, to bid for talent whose deals are coming up. That's a triple powerbomb to Sandman by all the red shirts onto chairs. That's, uh, that did not look like that was pleasant. No. Uh, what was this? A oh, big boot by Northcutt to Raven. Just uh, a random little funny note here. So I'm, as I told you off air, I'm, I got, like, Thunder from 2000 on his background stuff or whatever. Yeah. Just because that's how I am. And there was a segment where Stasiak and Palumbo got locked in a sun, like, a a booth there. Like, a tanning Mm -hmm. salon thing. Tanning bed. And they got, like, burned. Right? Okay. Which I'm sure you would remember because you watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do know. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I just noticed... That there's like red paint on the canvas because they rustled and obviously it was like a fake burn red thing and it's like smeared on the ring mat. <laughs> That's so funny. Is there's a different match going on right now? They're like <sighs> trying to handcuff a very very bloodied Eric Watts. They look like they're in a tie. That's Raven. Raven. Is Watts they're... bloody too? That's just Raven though. No, that's Eric Watts is bloody. Oh, wait, wait a second. Ryan Wilson is now handcuffed to Eric Watts, tied around the, the ring post. Yeah, look up. Oh, Wilson's much... busted open too. Dude, pre- look at Watts. Oh, he is, yeah. Legends busted open as well. Sandman's busted open is is Northcut. Yes. So everyone in the match. Oh, no, he's not. Okay, sorry. No, he's he's not. just really just red. Hair. Sorry. They were zoomed out when I said yes. Wilson's yelling for the key. The communication is breaking down. Oh, look, dude, they were like, they were really waiting for the double jerry shot there. Yeah, they were. That was bad. Eric Watts needs to channel his inner Techno Team 2000 and get his ass up. See, all Ryan Wilson has to do is climb over the post. Oh, low blow by Eric. Or just like slide over, right? And he. He'd be like at least not trapped. Goldilocks. Oh, let me guess. She has the key. Yes, she does. Yeah, how the hell does she have a key for? 
I don't know, but Ryan Wilson just grabbed her around the neck. He's a fucking weirdo. He went, Give me the key. She's choking her. Get out of there. Oh, Eric Watts pulls him to the post. Oh, I thought she threw him into it. It was probably a combo, but Watts pulled his arm, I believe. How did she have a key for handcuffs backstage? A key for handcuffs that I'm pretty sure came out of the pocket of the red shirt security. Yeah, that's weird. <sighs> All right, well, since there's nothing to really talk about besides weapon shots, I got another one I can give you because it also relates to the red shirts. Wow, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you remember our buddy Jerry Lynn? Yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Too long. Well, well he was Lynn... pissed about how he was being treated, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Sandman oh, off the top rope of the chair onto the oh, arm. Oh, his arm. The arm of Rambles, and that looked like it hurt. I can break his arm. Yeah. Well, Jerry Lynn has not even been at the building in recent weeks anymore, nor has his program with Don Callis and the Red Shirts been talked about. So, that ain't good. Big boot by your quads. So does that mean it's over? I think it's over. Choke slam on Legend by Watts. Oh. Kendo stick from Sam and Northcutt and Legend. And speaking of people that the red shirts have, you know, kicked out of here, as Raven looks like he's calling for the Raven effect on Wilson. Yes, he does. He hits it. Let's see if he gets it. One, two, three. That's it. Technically, Wilson's arm was underneath the bottom rope, so he should have uh, broken up the count. But whatever. Um, well, D'Lo Brown has also kind of been run out by Don Callis and the Red Shirts. Uh, so this is a great time for this as well. Is that you know what? I actually totally forgot about fucking D'Lo. Hi, isn't that bad? Well, his push has declined because he's been taking regular All Japan tours, and it has become an issue. Oh, it was a tennis racket. I didn't even realize that. It's in the way of Raven doing his taunt, so he's yeah, taking so he's it gonna off. Yeah, going to get rid of it. <laughs> um, oh, look at that. It looks like a new shirt here for AMW on Don's uh, shoulder. Holiday season is upon us. You got something that you want to show for all of our TNA fans. What, what was... Um, is that just the... Is that all the news was, that he is taking all Japan bookings? Yeah, but there you go. They're still selling his bobblehead. Brand new AMW t-shirt right here, baby. It's not a bad shirt. The hottest selling item are the DVDs. You can get all three of them if you can. And if you're smart, if you can take a time machine and you can go back to 2003 and buy all three of these DVDs, you're going to make a killing if people want them. Right. You can at least get 50 bucks a pop for them. Well, I mean, people are trying to sell them for 500 combined, right? They're trying. Doesn't mean it's working, but... Yes, Jimmy Hart is here tonight with the condition of Hulk Hogan. Oh, very... Oh, oh, the radio show. We have embarrassing footage to show about that, so this should be interesting. Tag team titles are on the line tonight. Simon and Swinger facing Three Life Crew. Three Life Crew tonight. In the finals of the triple chance Michael Shane Invitational Tournament. The Monster Abyss versus AJ Styles in the main event. 
Oh, Mike Tanay sat down with AJ Styles earlier today. AJ, after all you've accomplished, you certainly are the only man that has been X Division champion and to be a World Tag Team champion. And then to be a World Heavyweight champion. Even if you won, even though you won two of those within the first three weeks of the company's history. Yeah, well, we don't need a. You're the only man who's done that, so. Wow. Wow. I never heard that before. What? You know, he's being sarcastic. Yeah, but he's saying he hasn't heard that he can't compete. He's he's making a joke because everyone's saying that. Who? Jeff Jarrett. Oh. He All I heard was Tanae praising him. <laughs> I beat this man for his own title. Oh. I feel like he didn't do it by himself. Let's not stop there. I beat his partner last week. Yeah. Lex Luker said he couldn't compete. Yeah, that's right. But I did. <laughs> but I did. I beat the total package. Yeah, Braven feels like it's his destiny. Yeah, it's going to end so- up being the longest fucking destiny in uh, professional wrestling. Shh. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Don't make me sad. Yeah. To a point where it doesn't even fucking matter. How about to the point of like, it was what, <laughs> oh, two years too late? Uh, yeah. And like, Ra- they're lucky Raven stuck around that long. I know. That's what it's about. Two weeks. He's going to face him in two weeks, damn it. And he's going to survive because that's what he's done all my life. Here comes Kid Cash. What kind of upbringing did he have that he had to survive? He has a sign that says, I fear no man. All right, Lodi, what the hell? Gimmick infringement. Kid. Kid. Cash. He's wearing long tights again. Whereas CM Punk Yeah, why does he switch it up? Boys. Just stick to one thing. No, dude, it's long boys. I like when he was I liked him when he was wearing the leather pants. Ho. Hello. Is that April? I can't tell. I think it is, but if hey, shirt is, boy's back. Like, if she is, she's wearing like four pounds of makeup on her face. Oh, and her hair is different if it is. So. Yeah, it looks not great. So Sharkboy is back. Looks like he's facing off against Kid Cash here. Yeah, we're at 22.33 if you are uh, watching the one. And if not, well, you still got an hour and a half. Yay. Well, this is an X Division match, so do you want an X Division note or do you want me to hang on to it a little bit? Dude, just hit me with it. I'm ready to hit you with it. Because we got this is one of at least two X Division matches tonight, then. So, and this has to do with someone who's not currently on our show. So, um, Elix Skipper. I miss seeing Elix Skipper. But the reason that he hasn't been mentioned 
is because he never signed a contract. He had people from WWE tell him there was interest, although he hasn't been signed yet, but did get a recent tryout. We did mention that recently in our uh-huh. notes. Um, he knew signing a one-year contract with a second-year option could ice him from going to WWE for two years. So he decided not to sign, and TNA decided against using him. And on that same note, Loki also didn't sign a contract, but is being used when he has a schedule break from Japan. He's made it clear, much to the chagrin of TNA, that Japan is his priority right now, considering he's earning far more in Japan than he could in TNA. So that does make sense. I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture Elix Skipper in WWE. I mean, he would obviously be in the cruiserweight division, but he's a pretty big cruiserweight. Yeah, he is. We just had some hammer locks, arm bars. Shark Boy gets Irish up to the corner. Kid Cash goes under, does a backflip. Under, oh. Oh, he just caught that crossbody into an arm drag. Or, yeah, more of a hip toss, however you want to put it. That was an arm drag. Shark Boy's on fire. Crowd doesn't seem to give a shit, but. Well, I mean, it's Shark Boy. Oh, stop. Oh, I mean, come on. He's a jobber. I hate when you go to like a wrestling show and it's so quiet besides like four people like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's just, that's, what's hap- that's what it sounds like in the asylum right now. And it's like gonna, the most awkward thing. I'm going to do that at the Excite show. I'll be it's that gonna, guy. It's going to happen at that show. Kneelift by Shark Boy as Kid Cash tried for a shoulder ram from the apron. He put his foot on the second rope. I had to, to save the bench, man. Oh, see, today's doubting the contact, but he's not the referee, so it doesn't matter what he thinks. No. Hangs Shark Boy over the top rope. Kid Cash goes to the top, comes off with a leaping clothesline. Oh. One, two. What? What was that? Two count. Did you see how Mike Posey was doing the count? I don't know if I did, actually. I was looking oh at Shark Boy. Oh, God. He w- the way he's hopping like that? Well, and the way his back was, he looked like a scared <laughs> cat. Like a cat got, <laughs> it jumped, and he was just, like, terrified. Oh, it drops sharp over his knee. See, look at that. What is that? One, two. But the way he's, like... Jumping that's, off his knee is weird. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. Hasn't Posey... Posey's a referee for AEW, right? Yes. Has he wrestled there too, or no? No, not that I know of. Okay. Hurricane. Hurricane Ron. I didn't know if Posey was maybe like on uh, Dark Elevation or something. Not that I've seen. That'd be funny, though. Although, I don't think he referees very often in AEW. Because the main ones are, are uh, Bryce, Aubrey, and I'm blanking on the Turner, other guy's name. Paul Turner. Paul Turner. Rick Knox. And Knox. Those are, like, the main ones. But, like, technically, Posey's there. I mean, even Earl Hebner was there for a little bit. I don't know if he's technically part of the company that we're not. 
I don't think he is. They made it seem like he was when they first started. Has uh has Brian Hebner refereed there? Um technically yes for an impact wrestling uh, world title match and stuff like that. Okay. Actually, when Christian defeated Kenny Omega for the impact world title on rampage, he was the referee. Because oh. they used like an impact ref. So he's like, he was the oh. one they used. Wow. That was quite the bulldog. Yeah. He did like kick hash sold that by doing a somersault. It looked like it fucking hurt. So it worked. What did you just grab? I grabbed a head pillow and something fell. The fact that you grabbed a head pillow. Well, I oh actually you're not in bed. I was gonna I was gonna insult you, but you're not even in bed. I'm not in bed, dude. I'm in my fucking. You only do that during Icopod when the show's actually to put you to sleep. That's right. I need usually Monday after work. I go, Kaylee. I'm gonna need a coffee because I know what I'm in for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up and over. Shark Boy holds the rope. Kick Cash rolls back. Tuck the clothesline. Shark Boy going for a German, but nope. Oh, a lot boy. of counters here. I feel like he's going to drop him on his head. Oh, double under, underhook pile driver. That is a clean win for Mr. Kid Cash. The Moneymaker. Moneymaker, of course. Okay. I couldn't remember the name, so thank you. Like tonight. Kid Cash is back on the winning track. Uh oh, he's gonna take off the mask. It's gonna be Dean Baldwin. Just take the mask off, dude. Oh, who's coming out? Rick Santel. Oh no, it's not him. NWA security stopping him. No, you know that's fast Eddie. That's fast Eddie? Yeah. He barely saw that slap coming then. You're damn right he didn't see you coming. Oh, you know what? I bet you fucking Don Harris is going to come out. Oh, fuck. He's trying to unmask him. This is the this hardest. This is mask the most difficult mask removal I've ever seen in wrestling. And here he is, of course. Yeah, I hate the way think. he, like, rolls into the ring. Yeah. I don't like nothing about him. If someone can you know, tell one favorable thing about Don Harris, then... I'll listen to you, but it ain't it ain't true. I don't know. They're nose to nose. Oh, oh. Don's like, yo, what'd you do? I just do that what? to me, boy. Don't make me get my other shirt out and we'll fight in a tables match so we'll get taken off impact plus. Oh, it goes for the big boot kid cash slides out. <laughs> Take it out. That's funny. Kid Cash running into the crowd because Don Harris is chasing him. Almost hits that kid in the front row. Yeah. Go, Scott. Scott Hudson backstage with Simon Diamond, Johnny Swinger, and Glenn Gilberti. Is that shirt really loose on Gilberti, or is it just me? Uh, The side is, like, untucked a little bit there, for sure. (gasps) Simon has a problem. Oh, Gilberti says he does not have a problem. Simon and Swinger have no problems. That's the first time he said that here in TNA, I'm pretty sure. That Simon has a problem? Pretty sure it's the first time he said it. 
didn't realize that. He doesn't. Diamond says he doesn't know how three life crew stumbled their way into this title shot. They're the Mercedes Benz of the tag team division, and here comes David Young. Well, they won the battle royal thing last week, so that's how they got the title match. Swinger just said, "Why are you letting this schmuck take my promo time?" He should have said, "Or I'm going to get fifth fine, fifty dollars." <laughs> David Young has a match with Chris Saban. He's Diamond's it. Oh my God, Diamond's flipping out. Yeah, David Young's killing his heat. X Division, X. hardcore heavyweight. He can do it all, Glenn. He said, I don't think. You told me not to think. I'm just going to do it. And yes, David Young thinks he's an X Division wrestler. He's fucking wrestled in X Division title matches before. Oh, there's Hugh Cash bumping into him. He, he got his bag. He was getting chased by Don Harris, but he got time to get his bag. He just ran outside. You know what's funny? Uh, maybe maybe you'll agree with me here, but David Young there just gave me like Eric Young vibes of like, mm. you know what I mean? But like yeah. not as good as what Eric Young does. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Here comes Sonny Siaki and Ekima with Trinity. Ekimo, Fatu. Sonny Siaki. And then, hey, uh, Jordan, that's where you, uh, Jordan, that's where you record that and then tag me on uh, Twitter, just like you did for me singing Sonny's song. Whoa, look at Trinity's outfit. She has a top on that you can see through, except one little bar of red. Damn it. And then she's wearing like a plaid skirt that looks like a schoolgirl skirt. Julio De Niro and CM Punk, The Gathering, or the formerly known as The Gathering. I don't know how I feel about their music. I think it's kind of cool. It's a little weird. I mean, I thought they would just come out to Raven's music. They're not with Raven anymore. <sighs> yes, they are. Yeah, you ready to see him get squashed and, like, it be lame? Because that's what's about to happen. You think that the gathering are going to get squashed? With Akimo in there? Yeah, kind of. No. And by squash, I mean they're just going to lose. We they're gonna, they, they don't do a lot dominate. of squash matches on TNA pay-per-views because, you know, you pay $10 for it. They're going to dominate, dude. Okay. No, you're probably if, right. If I knew Akimo Punk is... was actually wrestling tonight, I would have saved my note about Raven and Punk's match for this, but oh well. They didn't promote it. Nope. And I didn't know. What the hell? Julio did like a it's, weird, like, yeah, sort of thing to throw Siaki into the turnbuckle. Now he brings him over right into CM Punk's boot, tags in CM Punk. He's Punk going still for the has Pepsi purple plunge. hair. Going for the Pepsi plunge. No, he's not going for the Pepsi plunge. Oh. Have you ever seen him actually hit the Pepsi plunge? I've watched video clips. Yeah, okay. He needs to do it in AEW. I bet you he will pull it out eventually. No. It, oh. That Siaki was nasty. Robbed Punk on his head there with like a full Nelson suplex or whatever it was. 
You don't think he's going to pull out the Pepsi plunge? Absolutely not. Why not? Why did he stop doing it? Oh, I don't know. When you do a pedigree off of the fucking top rope and you land on your knees, I feel like it's not a great idea. Well, just do it sometimes. No. It's not like Matt Hardy who would do the leg drop every move and now he's got a compressed spine and can barely walk. Oh, just had to let out a sneezer. <laughs> uh, no, well, my favorite thing about Matt Hardy is he doesn't do it anymore, obviously. And so instead no. he'll do the, oh, and then he hits the alley. Yeah, I hate that. I favorite. hate that so much. It's my favorite. There's been a couple times where like the guy will be like laying down and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to do the leg drop. And then he just does the elbow still. And I'm like, damn it. I fell for it again. I, can I drop feel a like big he knee. has done the leg drop in the AEW though. I thought he might have as well, but well, maybe through a table or something though. So it kind of broke the fall a little bit. I don't know. But I know when he, like in 2CW, when he's fucking would do the goddamn elbow. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. Oh. <laughs> elbow. Ekmo brings Leo up and over, hits him with a stiff clothesline. He's done, dude. I think the only person I could see Punk doing that Pepsi plunge to is uh, Darby Allen. Because yeah. Darby weighs 110 pounds, so it'd probably be easy, but it's still full knees to the canvas. I only, you, We need at least him to do a tease so the crowd fucking pops wicked loud and then... Immediately uh, turns heel on whoever stops the move. So it's like he sets it up, right? Darby breaks out, and they're like, boo. Right. And they get wicked pissed. There's no way. Oh, I could could just see it now, like Excalibur just being like, he's going to go for the Pepsi Plunger. Then like Jim Ross will just ruin it. He'll be like, well, I'm more of a Coke man. Uh, I am. (laughs) The Coke driver. (laughs) I'm drinking a Coke right now. Yeah. And I put my barbecue sauce in it. Or he'd be uh, like, oh, is he say a Pepsi plunge because you got the Pepsi tattoo there, Excalibur? <laughs> dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Akma with a splash to De Niro in the corner and followed by a chop. Assisted splash. Sonny Zaki threw his ass there. Oh, Akma saying, fuck you, fans. Fuck you. Banzai. But a splash. No, it was a splash. Not it was a Vader bomb. Vader bomb. He was doing the bonsai rope shake, though. That's Hot true. tag. Here goes fun. Oh, off the back of ECMO with a boot to Siaki. That was fun. Is he okay. going to do the Pepsi plunge to ECMO? Very well could, but it looks like no. Oh, Tornado DDT? Oh, yeah. Oh, moving Tornado T- DDT there. Jesus. Well, ECMO is trying to break out of it. So. Well, it also doesn't really help that he uh, didn't springboard off the middle rope very well, but whatever. ECMO no. gets tossed to the floor by Punk as he oh my God. ducked down. Side slam elbow drop off the top here by the gathering. No. They call that something, and I missed it. Something warning. I don't know what they would call that. I should have muted Bob because Mike today was like, they call that. And, he, and he's like, side slam. Oh, excuse me. Oh, fuck. There goes ECMO doing sidekicks to everyone. Oh, hey, by the way, indie notes. Um, oh, C- my God. Well, no, it's fine. It, nothing's happened until people in this match. Uh, CM Punk lost to Samoa Joe on November 15th for uh, PWG. 
And then uh, Julio De Niro lost to Sinister X in a False Count Anywhere match for Cyberspace. Um, Trinity was going to give a chair to Sunny Siaki, but she set it down, which allowed the gathering, well, CM Punk and De Niro, to essentially get the upset win. They pinned Akamon and Sunny Siaki, and now they're pissed hey, at Trinity. Now she's going to get beat up. With the chair, probably. I forgot they were kind of like a feud. Any any man that Trinity is associated with turns into a feud. And you know what? I'm starting to think it's a Trinity problem. Trashtalkingradio.com. It's a sign in the crowd there. You guys can look that up on your own leisure. Uh-oh. Byron Wilson is badly hurt. Uh, Scott Hudson saying there's a there's a weakness there. What? Northcutt's like, yo, Raven, you walk what? around with this war paint on. Is this Vince Russo in disguise? You're dealing with Kevin Northcutt. Kevin Northcutt versus Raven right here in the asylum. This is my world and you're just living in it. Oh, here comes Don Kells. He says, AJ Styles, you're out of luck on that note. Because you're going to have to face Abyss. Let's go do it. Okay. Whose song is this? Oh, shit. It's David Young. It's David Young. I thought it was uh, Diamond Swinger. David Young with Glenn Gilberti. He's about to be facing Chris Sabin. You know, I was listening. I don't, to... I don't understand this because Gilberti doesn't want to be with David Young. So then, why is he with him at ringside? He's proven himself, dude. Yeah, but like, dude, if I, I didn't want to be like Dallas, if, if I didn't want to be associated with you, I'm not going to go down to ringside with you and be like, yeah, dude, win. Oh. And here comes Chris Saban, who I've missed dearly on this show. Not yet. But... You just lollipop just noticed the camera. And, like, then had to, like, lick her lips. Like, she was staring right at it. Um, but as I was going to say, I was just listening, I haven't finished it yet, to the Bound for Glory um, 2006 My World podcast. And, and they say David Young's name because he wrestled on the show. And I was like, what the fuck? 2006. We're still dealing with David Young. October of 2006. Holy! Oh shit. my God! He just beat David Young in three seconds, with like a a very nice springboard sunset flip pin. That was TNA history. Is Saban a babyface? I uh, yeah, I think so. He's turned. I think he did recently. Um, according to Cage Match, that match went two seconds. How can it go two seconds? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta hold the guy down for three seconds. Well, Mike Tenay did say that he doesn't even think the bell finished ringing, so maybe that's why. Wait, Gilberti's on the mic saying they came to see a great match. This is pay per view. If the bell hadn't started, stop ringing, then the match hadn't started. But okay. 
So apparently we just saw a two-second match, which could possibly be the shortest in history. It defies logic, personally. I mean, I don't understand. Unless it was a fast count, I guess. But who's the referee again? Who was? I didn't see Is that Posey? Or is it Andrew Thomas? Because it sounds like something Andrew Thomas would do. Let's oh we're doing it Show again. The bell rang. It's fucking Andrew Thomas. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the bell rang again. We're doing a rematch now. Saban springboard drop kick. Oh, beat him again. Oh. That was again. Well, this match has already gone about triple the length of the first time. So can you believe it? That's progress by uh, David Young standard. Oh, nice German suplex. German suplex by David Young. Maybe that move right there alone gave him at least three more years in TNA. Oh, big closing. Fall by closing. I can't wait. I cannot wait to have to watch three, what, almost three and a half years of. David Young matches. How is that possible? What is there left for David Young? To he do? must. He must have been getting paid like a hundred bucks, and they're just like, "Dude, you're cheap. This is great." That's the only thing I could think of. Like, talk about an OG. David Young was. He was on. Wasn't he on the first show? Uh, he first might have or been, second. Yeah. First or second, yeah. either way. It was with Bobcat, if you guys remember, if you've been found along. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about Bobcat. Yeah, so if you guys are longtime listeners, uh, and if not, if you this is your first one, we covered that show a long time ago. Take a listen. Yeah. Bobcat. David Young and Bobcat, where he was essentially uh, not wearing the pants in that relationship, and it was all about her. They, would, he was call it, he was, they would call that he was being pussy whipped. Well, it was a cat, right? Am I right? Am I right? Hey, Bobcat. Hey, and actually, speaking of David Young. Oh, boy, what? I got a note about him. David Young and Michael Shane start the TNA invasion of AAA. Uh, It's being done not as an invasion angle, but simply talent trading. So that's happening. That's another fast count by Andrew Thomas, the son of a bitch. I'd file a protest. That's bullshit. Look how pissed Gilberti is. David Young got screwed over. Why did I not realize that Chris Saban had turned babyface? I feel like he did fairly recently. <sighs> well, it's what probably the Michael Shane thing, but I just I don't remember it. And I watch this every week. Oh, look at Conan wearing a Tomlinson jersey. That's cool. Yeah, Tomlinson salad. Hey, whoa, man. Whoa. Oh. The suntan Superman. Yeah, number 21, blue, is one of my faves. But here comes B. Jizzle, who has a shirt that literally says B. Jizzle on it. Where else could you wear that besides in a TNA show? Here's here's my question for you there, Dallas. Uh, what what team is that jersey? Um, I believe that is for the... Um, I just lost it. North Carolina uh, Panthers. Nope. Oh, here's AMW again. 
Tell you what, jackass. They're saying this is two weeks in a row, and Harris is pissed. You're damn right. This is Look at James Storm has his own shirt. Sorry about your yeah. damn walk. Oh, wait. Or is that the back? And he's wearing it in the front. I think it is. That's the back. He's wearing it in the front. Oh, so he's wearing it reverse? Yeah. Uh, to answer the uh, trivia question there, it's a San Diego Chargers. Oh, shit. I knew that. It was, you know, the North Carolina Panthers. That's a team, though, right? No. Shit. It was... Two different. I mean, North Carolina. I mean, is a state. So, wow. Thanks, Bob. That, I mean, it could have been the like, Carolina Panthers. So you were, I guess, close in that regard. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, but no. We're at forty-seven minutes and fifty-nine. Okay, we're at forty-eight minutes. Four, one, two, three seconds. You had a real hard time doing that time check there. I I know I did. I, it's because I'm listening to Mike Tanay. <laughs> Talking about the black eye of professional wrestling because of the big show with John Boy and Billy here. Look at Jimmy Hart is here. Good morning, guys. It's great being here. Oh, we've seen these guys before. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we have. What was it for? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. I do remember seeing it now that you say that, though. Not bad. <laughs> Does Jeff Jarrett hit him with a guitar in the radio station? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But the NWA title is the only one that Hogan has not held. Jimmy Hart's like, that's right, baby. That's right. Okay, we're asking about... Yeah, why did Jeff lay down? He let Hulk pin him. It bears you to be 2000. Jimmy Hart keeps touching the guy next to him. He keeps like holding his shoulder. That's right, baby. That's what I'm telling you. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Oh, shit. Jeff Jarrett's there. You know, it's funny. They probably drove there together. Johnny, listen, I'm not playing around. Damn you, Jimmy Hart. So this situation still in a court of law, and you're, he's talking about the Bash of the Beats incident. By the way, this is happening at, it looks like, 9.05 a.m. Yeah, it is. It actually says 8.50 was when Jimmy Hart started on the board right behind him. This big guy got between them. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh my God, he's fighting the big dude. I can't believe he just slapped him. Look at his striped pants. Holy crap. Are you shitting me? Oh, way to no-sell it. Well, Jimmy, you, you kind of started it because you were talking about something you didn't want to talk about. Look, this is the news. This happened. They put this on the news. Courtesy well, of WSOC-TV. I asked him when he was laying down for the title, and uh, he just slapped him. Oh, his name is Jeff Pillar Pillars. Yeah, Jeff Pillars. Pillars. Oh. 
that may that may change today. He might not be friends with Jeff Jarrett no more. They came. Oh shit, Bob! When did they come out? They came out once, didn't they? They came out on the show. Am I thinking of something different, or did they just show us in the radio before? I'm. I'm they getting... were in. The, they were at the station. They were at the station. They had gone to the radio station before. I've seen those guys before. Well, they look like when they brought in one of the other NASCAR drivers. It look. I thought. Or no, 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 no. Not the NASCAR driver. Or you know, it was the NASCAR driver. I don't remember. They all wear hats and have goatees. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up at some point because I've definitely seen them before. Well, they're bringing out Jimmy Hart now, but um, I don't really have any more notes about that besides the fact that, once again, that show is a big sponsor. But I... Yeah, well, this, why? Uh, Alvarez has a really funny uh, joke kind of thing and commentary on that segment there. And that is that Jeff Jarrett must have psychic abilities because he's always able to appear anywhere in the world where anything relating to him is being discussed. <laughs> then there also happens to be a film crew there. Wait, look at this sign that Jimmy Hart... Why is everyone coming out with signs tonight? First of all, thank all you fans out here. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sound autographs. We take pictures. Oh. He says, young man gave him this poster. Says, could you see that Hulk Hogan gets this poster? He's like, damn right he will. Hulk Hogan will get this poster. So do you think Jared's going to come out and rip that poster now that the, he, Jimmy yes. Hart just had a kid gave it to him to give to Hogan? Yes. Let's talk about that embarrassing situation. What? He just thanked Raven and AJ Styles. Thank you, guys. Helping him out. I don't know. I thought he was giving him a root what? canal with his fist. Jeff Pillars jumped in, and we know what happened then, dude. He got the taste slapped out of his mouth. You promised us you would have an update. No bound for glory pay per view. Well. Hopefully in the next week or so, Bullshit. we're going to make a major announcement. Bullshit. But you don't think Hogan's coming next week? No. There's a man in the building who's going to drop a bombshell on Jeff Jarrett tonight. There's a superstar, a legend here tonight. Superstar Billy Graham. (gasps) 
Yeah, great. Great. Yeah, why? Yeah, we want to know why. We want to know why about everything. Why? 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 He keeps doing it, but Jared's why? music's playing. Why? And no one else is saying why. Because guess what? Nobody fucking cares. Look if they got the low camera to make Jared look huge. Yeah. My world. My world. My world. My. I don't know the fucking words other than just my world. I mean, that's pretty much it. Jimmy Hart. No. Fifteen fans were chanting for Hogan. (laughs) Jimmy Hart. Fifteen fans. Jared says, well, he's asking why, but Jared's asking where and when is Hogan? You want to come yeah. out here, talk about dropping a bombshell on me? Listen to that, Jeff. As the fans chant, we want Hogan. Well, guys, you're going to have to wait about seven years. <laughs> and then you will get him. It's the ultimate slow build. And they don't even touch on that, you know? They don't even, they're in Russell. They're like aligned, aren't they? Eventually. Oh, yeah, because initially, isn't Jared, like, beat up by Val Venus in a bathroom or something like that? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Shit. Why do you gotta remind me of that kind of stuff? (laughs) Uh, Jared just took his belt off. I'm curious what's gonna happen next. I know we're on pay-per-view, but... Oh, you want another belt weapon from the NWA World Heavyweight Champion? Oh, Jimmy Harris says, come on okay. down and get some yourself, All big right, Jimmy, boy. You're not. You're going to get beat up. They almost just took out Mike Tanay. Jimmy Hart ran away, though. Damn it, Jeff. Haven't you done enough to embarrass the entire NWA organization this week? All of TNA. You embarrassed all of professional wrestling with your actions. Why, is, why does Jeff look, look like that's hurting his feelings? Because it is? Because Mike Tanay is like his dad? Damn it, Jeff. His <laughs> dad. <laughs> he says, for two weeks, I've thrown you out of my ring. That's a funny, like, comparison. Like, Tanay's just like the dad. And he's like, <laughs> the rebel. Oh, he's going to throw Mike Tanay out the hard oh. way. And here comes Jimmy Hart. Weapon Jimmy Jeff Hart with the save. He's got a belt. Dude, Jimmy Hart versus Jeff Jarrett with strap match. Strat Let's match. go. Book it. Jeff Jimmy, Jarrett run it. away. Oh, he's fired. He's trying to get out of there, but he can't. Who's this? Oh, it's AJ. Miles. Is that the bombshell? They're ringing the bell as if this was a match or that's going to help anything. How? Yeah, how does ringing the bell, how is that going to stop people from brawling? I, I've never heard that. Springboard missile dropkick. Remember, AJ's got a match night against Abyss, so I don't know if this is smart. And DDT onto Jared. Get your belt, Jared. Run. Oh, there's red, red shirts. shirts. But only Northcutt and Legend. Legend. Well, I mean, Wilson like, broke his arm, so. Oh, he actually broke it? Well, I don't know if he did, but, I mean, the way that that light drop on his arm didn't look good. Yeah, that's a good one. They're playing the AJ's theme song. Oh my God, is that Tracy? 
Yeah. I have a note about her. Shane Douglas with a belly to belly suplex. We're seeing a highlight video of uh, this union. Hold on. I'm going to be distracted really hard in a second. Okay. There's a ladder. There's Tracy. There's lingerie. There's foggy camera effects. They love this music. Yeah, they do. Um, Tracy had a article. Uh, Slam Wrestling had an article on Tracy, who is the newest member of Shane, Shane Douglas's franchise last week. Um, and she says, there wasn't a lot that she said, but quote, besides the NWA TNA pay-per-views, fans of Tracy will get to see even more of her in the upcoming Canadian independent film, Enter Zombie King, which was filmed last winter and has its world premiere Friday, November 21st at the Bloor Cinema in Toronto at 9.30 p.m. What does that mean that we get to see more of her? Don't know, but apparently she was a stunt girl. And franchise Shane Douglas just talked about you might be able to be in the franchise. I thought that it was suggesting she did like a porn. Um, it does sound like that, yeah, but it's not. Uh, I thought I had another note about her as well, but I might have. I might have uh, misread. Can Conan neutralize Gilberti? Shake that ass. Oh, Three Life Crew has a new Three entrance way. video. Three Life Crew. We'd be dropping like bang. Because we'd be doing the damn thing. This is like the, a full music video right now. Yeah, it sure is. Good, it's giving me more time to look for the note I thought I had. I love how they're limp syncing the music. Uh, that's how music videos are. Yeah, I know, but still. It looks kind of Three laugh crew. Three laugh crew. Three laugh crew. They be doing the damn thing. Dropping like a bang. <laughs> well, anyways, I can't find a note, but essentially what it what it was about. Oh, here it is. Uh, after all the stuff last week about a name for Tracy Brookshaw, which, mind you, remember, it was Tracy I. Taylor, so her initials were Tit. Tit, yeah. Uh, they ended up giving her a name this week, simply Tracy. Wow. Uh, they could have <sighs> saved a whole lot of brainstorming that could have been used for something else if uh, that's all they were going to do. She uh, she was out there scouting X matches to set up Michael Shane being added to the franchise group, which they spoiled like four weeks ago. At this yeah, point. they absolutely spoiled that. That's so funny. They spoiled it a month ago. Aliba la raza. Do the damn thing. And here, and how much you live from the NYC? Yeah. That's right. Swinger and Diamond. Diamond Swinger, depending on how you want to look at it. I like how they're. I like how their entrance video was them attacking Three Life Crew. Those NWA tag team titles look incredibly good on this team. I agree. I think I say that every week, but they really look good in those titles. It makes them look like champs, man. Like legit champs. 
Okay, we well, yeah, Storm and Harris haven't received the rematch. Yeah, because when they do, they're probably going to win. Well, look, they didn't even get in the ring to finish their entrance. That was weird. Well, Boris has got to do the boxing intros. Mike Posey's a referee. Since when is he a senior official? He got a promotion. In case you guys didn't put the pieces together, BG James and Ron Killings are the two wrestling. Conan is ringside as well as Gilberti, which is why they're in the notes they mentioned. Can Conan neutralize Gilberti? All right. Rod The suntan Superman. Remember when he was a main eventer? Yeah, barely, but I do. It's literally like a year ago. That's crazy. I'm glad they, I mean, I feel like Three Life Crew is at least something, um, something for him to do that's not just getting lost in the shuffle. Like Three Life Crew is pretty heavily featured every week. Yeah, it's not it's it, not the same as being the NWA world champion, but no, but I mean, I think you you enjoy it far more than I do. Well, if we're saying I enjoy it far more than you do, then that's pretty bad because I like enjoy it to a degree for sure. But I don't I don't find it nearly as like funny or entertaining as it's said that people in the asylum do. I think that this has made you a BG James fan. I don't know. If anything could make me a fan of BG James. You don't think anything could? I don't know, man. He He's like someone who, like, I feel like as I've gotten older and, like, matured my taste in wrestling, he does very little for me. See, I don't know if you've necessarily matured your wrestling. Okay. Well, sorry I'm not watching fucking what, 1988 Memphis Mid-South bullshit. That is what maturity looks like, my friend. Okay. Or what's that? What's Austin watching? WCCW from 1984. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, that's maturity. Meanwhile, you're watching like you know, Impact and Ring of Honor. I <laughs> Ring of Honor. Yeah, dude. Speaking of man, rest in peace. For now, Ring of Honor. Yeah, rip, dude. Unfortunate. It's sad. It is. Especially because we're going to talk about Ring of Honor quite often on this show. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last major angle that they've had that I was interested in. Yeah. I think you and I discussed that too often. We were like, what was the last thing you saw there? I don't know. Yeah. Um, As a side note, quick, because we're kind of stalling in this match. America's Most Wanted came to the stage. Swinger and BG are now about to lock up again. There was a pretty interesting um, tweet that was replied to. I don't know if you saw this. I'm trying to find it again. Uh, Vampiro, who is he's officially gone from TNA at this time. Uh, he replied to a tweet about him and Ray, Raven facing off. I don't. Did you see this, Bob? No. Well, this was um, about the. Uh, Dream Blood Gallows of Retribution match from Pay-Per-View 68. So a few episodes ago at this point, a little bit old news, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, and 
I made a post of like, hey, Raven prepares to face off against Vampiro in the, the blah, blah, blah match. Find out who will win this brutal match with us. And then Vampiro writes, I think the promoter wins every time. What does that mean? I took that as Raven was like helping book or something. And like, of course, Raven was going to beat me. Like, I took that as a shot at Raven. The promoter wins every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely suggesting that Raven was at least on like a booking team or something. And not only that, but then Raven liked Vampiro's tweet. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, but if you want to join us for some fun stuff like that, you can follow us over at Cross the Line TNA on Twitter. Or TNA Cross the Line Pod on Facebook. I love how you just stir up heat that's like 18 years old. I don't think it's the first time, and I don't think it'll be the last time. Yeah. Sometimes I get nervous when I... Uh, But, you know, I get nervous when I tag certain people in some tweets. Like, it's kind of risky. What do you um, get nervous about? Because what if it, what if I do start heat? And, like, I don't want I don't want people to get mad because of a tweet I put out from 2003. Just like when you uh, put out a tweet of uh, Jerry Lynn getting crotched on the guard railing, and he's like, really? You couldn't pick a better photo? <laughs> <laughs> One of the few times he's actually responded to us, he's like, really? You couldn't pick a better picture than after liking crap. every single post we do he's he he's like pissed about that one and i was like yeah. damn it yeah. yeah and then someone was like oh because this was like the best part of the match and i was like no but at the same time it was like wasn't it like him versus like david young or something like that i don't know yeah or no it was david flair uh, okay yeah and probably. so you tell me you find a better clip from that match besides jerry lynn being crotched on the guardrail and you let me know yeah okay Diamond and James are trading right hands in the corner. Very slowly. I could fall asleep right now. This match is boring as fuck. Uh, BG is definitely dragging my mood down right now. Yeah. Armbreaker by Simon Diamond. Here comes Swinger. Swinger no longer has uh, his midsection oh. taped up. Oh. Hey, we're in an hour and ten minutes right now. In th three seconds. Look at that. You probably got about, what, 45 minutes left? Mm, probably roughly. I actually forgot to see what time it was. I think it is. It's roughly 45 minutes. <clears throat> is, this, uh, is this not as... This, is, this show, I feel like, has been dragging on, Dallas. Uh, if you look at the time, yeah, I feel like we've been watching significantly longer. I don't feel like it's been, like, a bad show, but there's not a lot of meat on the bone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have a feeling that Jimmy Hart just promised a surprise, and the only surprise is that AJ Styles just came out and attacked Jarrett. You mean Jimmy Hart, not Jamie Hart. Jimmy Hart. Yes. What could, the surprise, what could be his surprise? The Ultimate I Warrior? I think we saw it already. I think it's AJ Styles coming out. No way. You think there's more? There's gotta be. Why would it be just fucking AJ Styles? Who cares? 
That's the fucking surprise is fucking AJ's out. Bob, I don't. I'm not booking, okay? I'd rather watch a fucking Van Hammer Demon match on Thunder 2000 in this match right Holy now. And by shit. God, that's what? exactly what I'm doing. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, didn't expect that. This match is, uh, it's slow as fuck, man, right now. I could give you, here, let me give you another note. Let me find it. It's not very exciting or long, but I, I'm say I was saving it for the moment just like this. Uh, the company has had a meeting scheduled with WGN in Chicago. Davis says, though, he wouldn't read too much into that because XWF had a meeting with WGN. And what came out of it was that WGN was willing to put them on for something like $60,000 per week. Holy. So That's TNA could ridiculous. potentially pay WGN $60,000 and be put on TV every week. Wasn't wasn't uh like the reboot of Superstars on WGN for a minute? Oh, it might have been. In like two thousand nine or whatever it was. When Undertaker and Matt Hardy had a match? Yeah, dude. Like they had like strong matches for two weeks and then it was like Kozlov against Hornswoggle this week. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> they did the same shit with main event. They do it with every show. They're like, oh my god, right, tonight Cena against uh you know Umaga or something, and then the next week it's like Shelton Benjamin against Kevin Thorne is your main event. It's like Oh, I love cool. Kevin Thorne. Well, I love Shelton Benjamin out of the two of those, but Well, yeah, you can't go wrong. Three Life Crew. Oh, look at that high kick by Killings as BG held him up. That was to Swinger, by the way. They're going to do their what's up. Is he going to steal the what's up right now? What's up? Oh, like oh, drop to the crotch. To the groin of the swinger. Oh, did you see what Gilberti just did? I sure did. He made a motion that the Bronco Buster is happening. Oh, we're missing the axe kick. He the scissor to- kick. Well, Mike Tanay just called it an axe kick for those well, Mike watching Tanae at home. Well, Mike Tanay doesn't know what he's talking One, about. One, two, so. oh, Gilberti, holy fuck, just playing some Mike Posey ring. Oh, here comes yeah. Conan, going after Gilberti. Get him, Conan. You can't be neutralized. He's making him keeping it 100 right here ringside. Keeping it 100 is his. Swinger gets slips out of that power slam from Killings, but gets a German suplex bridging. Posey's in the ring, but so is Andrew Thomas. Kill me now. Kill me, Dallas. They just did a double pin again. With a what? With a bridging German suplex? With two different referees? What do you mean? Two different referees. How? (laughs) Dallas, how many fucking times are we going to get a goddamn fucking double pin with two referees making the count? This is so dumb. Oh my god. Oh, oh wait, Peter Charles. How is he, what is he doing out here? He's the senior. He's got a, he's like, what's going on? Wait, oh. he's gonna take the titles. He's gonna vacate them. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Look. Look, he is. Oh, you son of a bitch. This is so fucking stupid. 
Oh my god. I don't even know how to react to that. Pretty much how Bob is. This is so dumb. Really, Charles? His. Oh, yeah, the NWA World Tag Team titles up. are being held up. Not vacant. Held up. The last time they held them up, they did give them back. That's right. That is so... In- oh, my God. That is so infuriating. I don't know why you would say that. You don't know why I would say that. Look at dude, I am the father. Acts two weeks ago. Oh boy. Package power driver on poor Chris Saban on a chair. Holy fuck, dude. He fucked him that up with that. Pretty good. That is I'm so annoyed. Right well, the bad part of that is it's ex- like exactly the same finish. German suplex and all. Yeah. And the fact that you're doing it in front of the same crowd. Like they've seen it numerous times. So they're just like, are you serious? Like, why? Yeah, it was pretty It makes bad. everybody look dumb. It looks the, makes the referees look dumb. Like, come on, what are we doing? We're getting uh, highlights from from all the past X Division matches. There's Tracy looking on. And we already know who she's scouting because, like Dale said, they ruined it about five weeks ago. I can't. I still can't believe that they did that. Hey, those typical LOL TNA stuff. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it is true. You and me, it's on TikTok. I should point out that um, Swinger and Diamond, they defeated Conan and Norman Smiley on November 14th for MXPW. Oh, wow. Why are all these people slowing down their indie shit? They really are. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Michael Shane, they teamed up to defeat Antonio Banks and Scoot Andrews on November 14th for MXPW. So that's pretty cool. Sanjay Dutt, he teamed up with Ruckus in a losing effort against Derek Frazier and Rock and Rebel on, on November 15th at uh, CZW's Night of Infamy 2. Mm. So that's, uh... And then I'll just, I'm just going to do my last one right now because fuck it. Um, AJ Styles. Retained the, he retained the MXPW Television Championship against Chris Saban on November 14th for MXPW. Why did you just give us AJ Styles? Because. I'm going to forget either way, so it's fine. Oh, I'll give you that. So now I don't have to worry about it. I can close out my browser and I can enjoy the rest of the show. Say your prayers. Here comes Christopher Daniels. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. 
brother. Shout out to Christopher Daniels for doing the opening of our show uh, and then raising his price of his cameos. What is it now? I don't know. It's more than what we paid. Is it really? I, and you know what? He's worth it. I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, it depends on how much he was charging. It's not like the people that you pick who are like $100. I didn't pay no $100. Well, I know, but they raised it to that. Oh, right. I got like Scott Steiner when he was like 25 bucks. That was great. That's insane to me. Yeah. Do we think X is going to just stay under the mask and we're just never going to know who he is? Well, here's the thing. If they were to like remove his mask, I'm not really sure the fans would know who he was. Mike Tanay would scream it. Oh, well, yeah. Pierre Olette also knows Pierre, the WWE Quebecer Pierre. Oh, my God. He's also the amazing French Canadians at WCW. I can't believe it. Then he went back to WWF in 1998. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> then, he went, yeah. then he was in WCW for a week in 2000. I can't believe this. This is crazy. Oh, dude, that it was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. Those are definitely like jean shorts. Dude, I hate the shorts he's wearing. It, it doesn't, it doesn't oh, wait, duck, well. Duck got clotheslined, but Daniels ducked it by axe. They look like they were both going to try to duck at it, so that was weird. Yeah, I, I don't think Sanjay is supposed to get clipped. X getting kicked by Dutt. Now, remember, it's just like Tanae was saying, Dutt shouldn't even be here. It's supposed to be Chris Saban. He was injured, couldn't compete. But Dutt did not win the Battle Royal. Or come in second, is what I should say, because X won it. Double revolution. That, that's got to suck that he, like, Saban couldn't wrestle, but then he's on this show wrestling. Yeah. In a different match. That's kind of weird. Daniel's throwing Dutt into uh, X with a sh- for a shoulder block. It's a two count. I'm really nervous that they're going to have X win this, and like I really, 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 really hope they're not going to do that. I think I agree with you that Sanjay should probably win. But does he beat... Do any of these guys beat Michael Shane? I think it's time that someone beats Michael Shane. Really? I just feel like it's... I feel like it's not a very exciting title reign. It's better than like when Sonny Siaki was and you didn't get any exciting matches, mm-hmm. but... Daniels throws Dutt into X, and then X tosses Dutt back onto him. And he's covering him, and X drops the elbow. Dutt moves, he hits Daniels instead. And look who's watching from the rafters. I thought that was Kenny Omega for a quick glance. It could be if you close your eyes and you squint. Well, how am I squinting? My eyes are closed. Um, One is closed and one is squinted. Dot off the ropes comes the big boot by Axe. There's the franchise who is that a phone? What the hell? What the fuck is that? He's like, what is that, Bob? That that is so an early 2000s thing that we just saw there. Oh, wow. That didn't even look like a phone. It was like a little mini flip thing. And he was like recording and he had like a little headset on. 
Oh my god, that was like a little like video recorder. It looked like I don't even know. I thought the headset that he had on was a sex toy. It didn't it was so fucking huge? Oh my god, <laughs> that's too funny. X whipping Dutt into one corner. Daniels in the other. He's running toward Daniels. Big splash. Runs toward Dutt. Another splash. If you were Shane Douglas, who are you gonna like scout here? Fucking X. I feel like none like none of these guys would really mesh well with Douglas. Well, the only reason Douglas is out here is because they're gonna pretend that it wasn't Michael Shane the whole time, but it was Michael Shane the whole time. Yeah. Oh, X gets thrown to the floor. Slingshot cross by, but X catches Sanjay. And then just casually dumps him back into the ring. Daniels on the apron kicks X and is going to go for a moonsault. And nice. That guy's doing Jeff Hardy hand motions to him. They're like, yeah, dude. Look at Dot. Corkscrew splash. Springboard. Corkscrew splash to the outside. Hits X perfectly. He's all fired up. We're at 124, 47, 48, 49, 50. This show has dragged on so much, man. Well, don't worry, because we still have, what, at least one match. Pop-up dry kick by Sanjay Dot. Well, at least the one match is uh, AJ and Abyss. I mean, hopefully that. I'm hoping that'll be fun. Provide some entertainment. Tilt the world head scissor by Dutt. Oh, octopus stretch. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Will Daniels give up? Nope, that's the rope. Wow. Well, we're both. I think everyone's on the floor right now. Yeah, I think X is doing his own thing, but. Oh no! Holy shit! X just did a oh. dive to both Daniels and Dutt, but mostly landed on the floor. But they sort of caught him. I don't know if I would say they caught him. I said sort of. Yeah, but like I don't think they caught him like at all. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't get a lot of elevation, so. No. And X is bringing Daniels back into the ring. Come on, Daniels. Pull through. Do it. No wow. Hurricane Rana. Snap down. With a Hurricane Rana off the top. Goes to the cover on Daniels. One, two. No. Kick out at two. <clears throat> Is Daniels Russell again an impact or no? No. I, he, I thought he like, returned there, didn't he? Yeah, for like a match. Yeah, so who did he wrestle? Make me look this shit up right now. Yeah, that was a nice set out like slam there by X on Daniels for a two count, but Depp made the save. Oh. 
Uh, he wrestled and defeated Madman Fulton. You know what's pathetic is I I said that in my head, and I would have been right. He actually just, well, I guess not just. I guess it was uh, almost a month ago now. Oh, there's Michael Shane watching from the stage. Daniels had a match with Daniel Garcia at Defy. But that oh. was fun. You saw it or no? No, I just looking at cage match here. He's only had three matches since the Bucks defeated SCU. And that was in May. Well, didn't he get hurt in that match? I mean, he was really fucking bloody, if that counts. Pop-up powerbomb to Sanjay Dutt. It was a casual throw, too. I do. It was so, like, nonchalant. Just chucked him. Uh, I don't know if they'll show him again, but Michael Shane definitely looks like he's, like, shaved his face. Yeah, it did look like that, huh? He trimmed up something. Does he have a dangly earring and broken hearts on his pants? Oh, my God. Has he lost his smile? They need to do that. They need to do a lost smile thing. How can you not? Yeah. He's calling for it now. Best. Moonsault ever. Nails That's it. it. Another one. Do it again. And shibang. Okay, right. we get it, man. Tanae just said, you know what he calls this? Oh, the BME. There you go. Best. He, he's yelled it a couple times, but that might be the first time that's said on commentary. I think it is the first time you said on commentary. Got with a heel kick to Daniels. Now he's going back to X, who staggering to his feet. Knee lift. Head scissor? Oh. No. X with the sit-out driver there. I like how X chucks everyone around and then throws up the X sign. Press slant. Oh, okay. okay. Right onto the ropes. Daniels for the roll-up. No, two count. I thought Daniels was going to get him. Not a traditional cover. Two count. Uh-oh, chokeslam. X. Set out chokeslam. One, two, dot makes the save. Jeez. I love how X is like 290 pounds of like straight <laughs> muscle against these guys. Throwing down that axe. Uh-oh. Oh, Sanjay. Oh, oh, roll through. Oh, shit. Oh, Sanjay got, Sanjay got it. X was going for a package power driver on Christopher Daniels, but Sanjay hit a spr- springboard Hurricane Rana to get the pin. Michael Shane is still on the uh, ramp there. He's also got his trophy with him. Okay. Oh, he's going to confront him. Is that a bunch of back acne on Dutt there, or what? Uh, yeah, his back don't look too great. You versus me. He's like, next time, dude, I'm going to beat you up. 
And then they cut to Mike Tanay down west. We're at an hour, 31 minutes, and nine seconds. And we only have one match left. And we have roughly 20 minutes left in the show. Don, tell us what's in store for next Wednesday night. You need to know. Exhibition Championship is on the line. Sanjay Dutt versus Michael Shane. That's right. Just been informed. Three live crew taking on Simon, Swinger, and Gilberti. Three on three for the tag titles. And here's Raven. Wait, Roddy Piper's going to be here next week as well. And Raven says, shut up. I was shunned by the living. Hated by the damned. Raven keeps standing on the announcer's table. Why do a lot of wrestlers just stand on the announcer's table for these promos? Right. Jarrett, you asked Northcutt to challenge me for a match. Because my head is actively bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. Raven says, so after I beat Northcutt, I'm going to fight Joe Legend, the other red shirt, and so on and so on and so on. So why don't I eliminate both at the same time? It's challenging Northcutt and Legend to a handicap match next week. And he's literally dripping blood, Bob. Look at the blood drip from his face. Look at it. Isn't it great? Okay, oh, I, thought he, I, I thought he fell off. Oh. I'm the one. I'm the man who put Jim Mitchell out of professional wrestling. Why is it like pouring out of his forehead? Dude, I don't know. It's dripping off of his eyebrow piercing. <laughs> ah! Okay, dude, look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? It's so gross. And it's like a pool at the top, like in the middle of his forehead, and it's just dripping down the right side off of his fucking eyebrow Both piercing and a towel. Nevermore. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, that's just nasty. That's fucking gross. Mind you, that's from almost an... It's pretty much from an hour ago, dude. He's still leaking. Yeah, where's the doctor? The doctor put the yellow thing on his head. (laughs) Are you all ready? Do you hear this music? I don't think they're ready. Wait. Wait. Wait, do you know what it is? Are you ready? I'm about to lose control. Are you ready? They just showed the Styles clash of Styles uh, nearly killing Kazarian. Just uh, don't care. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's funny. Now, if you guys don't know the Are You Ready song by Randy Savage, go ahead and look that up. Are you ready? Because that's literally what they're playing on this show right now, which is fucking insane to me. Are you ready? Are you Jimmy Hart is talking with Styles in the back. This must have been earlier. Oh, wait, what's this? Why does it look like it was done in shit? <laughs> Someone wrote AJ on a, like a truck. 
And look, Jimmy Hart's like, you see that, man? Your fans are crazy. And here comes Abyss to... What is happening? He's screaming at the poop on the truck. Jimmy Hart just tried to get Styles excited about seeing his name written in shit on a truck. Explain that to me. I want to know why it was like somebody smeared it with shit in the, on their hands. I'd like to AJ, know your fans are nuts, man. They fucking shit themselves and then they uh, write your name on a production truck. I'd like to know why, how they got the, the rights to use that song for a random video package. Well, I'll how, tell you right now. How we, we, see it, we see it a bunch more. So. Do we really? I did not expect that. Are you ready? About to lose the joke. Abyss and AJ, their first singles match here in good old TNA. First of many. Lockdown 2005, man. I'm ready. I love how that's your go-to make match. <laughs> it's one of the best shows, man. I'm just saying. Raven and uh, Jeff Hardy and the tables match inside of a cage. Why does he look so? What is? I don't know. What was it there with AJ? He looked so weird to me. Confused. He looked like, goes a, right he looked like a child. Oh! Styles hit his head hard on the floor right there, dude. He did a. Uh, he ran in the ring, knocked Abyss out, and then did a huge senton splash to the outside. We're going at it, man. Right here on the floor. Fist keeps pushing him off, but AJ keeps coming with kicks. Pops up Styles is on the middle rope. Nice moonsault. Abyss catches him, though. And then slams him on the oh. ring apron. Throwing styles up against the guardrail. Come on. Abyss is angry. Blah. Andrew Thomas is a ref, meaning there will be at least one ref bump in this. There will absolutely be a ref bump. Abyss Hell, there might be styles. there might be a double pin in this match. Oh. Styles slid under the guardrail, now slingshots off of it and gives Abyss a hurricane oh.
Did you the float over? Couple punches. We're, we're back in the ring, by the way. Yes, we are. Abyss what just the did a hell weird was turn. That? <laughs> that was like a Dancing with the Stars thing, like letting somebody go and they just twirl around. <laughs> Abyss kicks out at one. Back elbow in the corner by AJ. Oh, press slam down to the net. Gut first. Okay, come on. Splash him a bit, damn it. There it is. Huge splash in the corner. For an hour, 40 minutes, and three seconds. Not a lot of time left in the show, but plenty of time for some fuckery to happen. More than enough time. Plus, we got Jimmy Hart has a surprise. I don't think that's happening, Bob. It fucking better, dude. The the surprise was AJ Styles. No, there's no way. If that's the surprise, then they really don't they don't know what a good surprise is. Come on, AJ. He dropped Abyss over the top turnbuckle. The springboard, crossbody. One, two, kick out. Abyss getting whipped out of the corner. No, reverses it. Styles up over. Abyss stops him because he's so big. Oh, it drops oh. Styles down. Face first. Covering him. One, two. Styles kicks out. Don Callis managing Abyss is like super weird. I mean, I could kind of see him being like a handler. Yeah. That could work. Which, I mean, probably what he is. Or he has some kind of like mind control over Abyss because Abyss can't, you know, think for himself. There's some potential there. But like right now, it's just it's just what it is. Like he's just doing it. Yeah. There's Open. no real. It doesn't seem there's much depth to their association with each other. Yeah. Oh. Styles is feeling it, dude. Look how pain and pain he is. The cameraman had to turn upside down to understand his pain. AJ fighting back with chops out of the corner has Abyss against the ropes. More chops. Oh, Abyss misses a clothesline. AJ dumps to the apron. Right hand. Oh, Callus grabs his foot, though. Oh, AJ gets knocked off the apron. Into the guardrail at that. Can Styles defeat Abyss, or will Abyss actually take away AJ Styles' title match in two weeks by beating his ass?
Come on, AJ, come on. AJ's busted open from hitting the guardrail there. A lot of blood on the show. Andrew Thomas trying to get him in the ring, but Abyss isn't going to listen to you, dude. He don't listen to no one. Oh, is he busted? He's busted open. Yes, from the guardrail. Yes, Kels is like, yes. It wouldn't be a TNA show without blood. Let me tell you. You mean TNA match at this point? Well, yeah, that's true. Or segment, really. Segment. Styles getting thrown back into the ring. Take out Styles. They're saying Jarrett wanted Abyss to take him out. It seems like that plan is working pretty good. Abyss taunting Styles. Tell him to get up. Styles can't even get to his feet, though. Styles kicks out, but just barely. Don Cows with an evil grin. Heard him. He's yelling, heard him. See Abyss on the middle rope here. Going for a splash, but he misses it. Misses the splash. This ain't ever going to hit that. No. It might take him 11 years. Oh, reversing that power bomb, driving Abyss down. Let's see, throwing it. Nope, Abyss reverses that Irish whip, comes back, tilt a whirl, head scissor on Abyss. He's dazing Abyss. Can he get back? He's firing up. Inseguri. See, Styles looks like he's climbing to the top rope. Oh, there goes oh, the ref. Oh, Andrew Thomas just got missile drop kicked. Abyss pulled him in their way, it looked like. Don Moss says, I didn't know Abyss had those kind of smarts. <laughs> oh, drop kick moonsault. Off Abyss's chest. Styles going for that reverse, D uh, the moonsault reverse DDT, and he hits it on Abyss, of all people. Looked a little awkward because Abyss is so huge, but. Going for that springboard 450. Hits it. Oh. The referee Thomas is still knocked out. 
Yeah, he would have had him, but no ref. Oh, great. Is he about to smash him with it? And yeah, oh, he got his hands up though, so that's yeah, good. Okay, well, that's got to be it for Styles. Chair shot right to the head. Kels is yelling, "Gardad!" One, two. Oh, Styles kicks out of two. If that was Posey, he would have counted the three. Well, yeah, he's the fast one. Two second yeah. matches, you know. He's the fast one that pops up on every uh, count. Oh, my God. Abyss is attacking as your Thomas chucks him out of the ring. Okay. That's a $10,000 fine. A $10,000 fine. Abyss sets Styles up on the top. If, that, if, if he got fined $10,000, he'd be working for free for six months. At this least. ain't no WWE. Okay, got fined fifty dollars, which is still most of your night's pay. <laughs> there you go. That's the equivalent. Best trying to suplex Styles off the top to a chair, but Styles has countered. He's going for a sunset flip. Oh, and a best oh. chair. There's no referee, but where's the second ref? Right there, Rudy Charles. Oh, oh kick out by Abyss. We just hit the hour 49 minute mark and four seconds, five seconds. So Styles wedges the chair in the corner. Abyss is getting to his feet. We know Styles has to be the one to go into that, right? Um, I'm going to say Abyss is going to get into it. I feel like it's always the guy who sets it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Abyss, let's see. Is he going to slingshot Styles into it? There he goes. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. Okay, Styles is, uh, he's getting fooked up right now. Oh, he's got him with a shock treatment. Oh, he hits it. No, Styles kicks out a two from the shock treatment. Crowd is getting behind AJ. They're getting louder and louder, so they're behind him. Of course, the referee gets destroyed. Styles has a chair now. Holy shit. Oh. Oh, Abyss grabs him with a choke slam. Let's see, is he going to hit it? Oh, nope. Styles rolls through. And that's a three count. Uh, Andrew Thomas magically up to get that done for him. Wow, okay. Didn't think that was going to happen after how he's getting his SP. Oh, here we go, though. 
the red shirt or uh, Kevin Northcutt and Legend. Oh yeah, red shirts beating him down. Bells ringing. Dan Kells getting them, uh, you know, hyped up here. Styles ducks under. Wait, here's Jeff Jarrett, and he's got the belt right to the face of Styles as he turned around up at the top of the entrance stage, throwing Styles back into the ring. The bell keeps ringing. Abyss wants more. Red shirts game back in his backup. There's the black hole slam by Abyss. Raven's out here, though, now. He just got the stroke. Raven taking out the red shirt, who he is a handicap match. Bulldog, clothesline combo to North Cut and Abyss. Wait, there's the surprise. Dusty fucking Rhodes, of course. It's got to be. Dusty Rhodes. He's back. He's got the strap. He's just whipping it around. The bionic elbow. Bionic elbow. Dusty has a microphone. Jarrett! You called the thunder, and now the thunder's here. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Next week, me and you, asshole. Dusty Rhodes versus Jeff Jarrett next week. Wait. Wait, Dusty says he's got a surprise. (gasps) Next week, it's fans' revenge. Lumberjacks around the ring. Ten of them. Chosen from you fans. The fans choose the Lumberjacks. Calls over Jimmy Hart. Nine guys are on the ring. And straps from the fans. And then Jimmy Hart. So Jimmy Hart's the 10th. You don't get to pick him. <laughs> you don't get to pick Jimmy. So there's going to be nine other fans? I think. Is it fans or wrestlers? Who this dude get in Jared's face? He said, Tanae just said fans. Wow. You know what's going to be? It's probably going to end up being just the explosion jobbers. Look at all the fans. And then it's, yeah, it's like Nate Webb. Well, Bob, what do you think of that show? Um, I don't know. 
I mean, it wasn't as bad as last week's, but I just feel like nothing's really accomplished again. I was yeah, kind of, I, kinda, I was mostly bored by it, to be honest with you. No, I mean, I sort of was too. I don't think it was as bad as last week's either. I think for me, this is more of like a middle show. But it's really close to tilting. We'll just put it that way. But really I th- I'd give this one I thumbs in the middle. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's bad. It's certainly dragged on. I mean, I don't, no doubt about it. And I don't know if next week is sounding any more special, especially as we lead into the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, at least Thanksgiving back in 2003. Dusty's got that, you know, the day before Thanksgiving type of draw that they need. That, dude, see, you're onto something with that, dude. You're onto something. I really think you're onto something. Um, yeah, also, um, in case you care, that runtime was an hour, 54 minutes, and 47 seconds. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Do we think that Sanjay Dutt will be able to defeat Michael Shane and become the X Division champion? I hope Sanjay wins. I think that would be a lot of fun. I just think I'm, I'm kind of bored with Michael Shane. I think it was fun at first. But I wasn't, like, thrilled when he won it to begin with. So, like, I'm kind of just ready for it to be done. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And then... Because it's what? It's Dusty and Jared again? Yeah. And we have Northcutt and Raven. But Raven's also like, I'm probably going to have to fight Legend. Yeah, so he wants a handicap match instead. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Well, you know, we had we had a hot streak of like ten weeks. So Yeah. This is so, what we get. I mean, are you are you more in the middle on this one too? Are you kind of feeling the same way or uh I'm gonna say yeah, I think I'm in the middle, but if I had to choose, I'm gonna go I would be going more thumbs down. Yeah, I think that's pretty understandable. Yeah. But I guess the good news out of this is that in two weeks, Styles and Jarrett rematch, and maybe Jer- uh, Styles will get more offense in. See, now here's my question. Now, when they announce, like, oh, hey, the show in two weeks is the one you probably want to care about, you're pretty much punting next next week, right? I feel like, yeah, I, I do. How how are you not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see, like, the response. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a good point to see see kind of what, what, what it looks like going forward. Yeah, because like, I'll laugh if, like, the fan response is like, oh, uh, six people gave it a thumbs up. I don't know if it'll be that bad, but. You never know. No, that's true. You don't. That is very, very, very true. Because there's been some pretty fucking low numbers. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I can't be surprised if that is the case. But, um, I don't know, man. I don't think I got anything else. I'm going to start talking in circles. Um, but, uh, looking forward to next week. And, I don't know, man. 2003 is coming to an end. I mean, we're we're getting there. I mean, after next week's show, I'm we're going to be almost in uh, December, are we not? 
Yeah, and I, there's only three shows in December, and then we're done with the year. Yeah, so we have one next next week is November 26th, and then we enter December, December 3rd. So that is pretty crazy. And then, yeah, once again, as we mentioned earlier in the show, on uh, December 24th, which is Christmas Eve, they do a best of the X Division special. So I'm going to just tentatively say that that will probably be our WWA bonus episode. And then on December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, they do a best of TNA 2003 special and we'll probably be uh, giving you guys a little recap and um, similar to what we did last year, doing kind of an award style show, just a discussion of what went down in 2003 before we get to 2004. Mm-hmm. So we got some stuff to look forward to. So uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting there. And uh, I think there's only <laughs> one way we can get there a little bit quicker, Bob. Yeah, well, I'm not looking forward to next week, but I guess we have to live with it. So, well, until then, for Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.